Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. We're glad you joined us. Uh, if you haven't checked out our new website, it looks dope. Our logo's dope. Uh, Chris is rocking some swag that will be hitting the market soon. It's out in the wild. He's repping the Chris and Andre Show out in uh, Colorado. Uh, and I'm Andre, of course. And I'm Chris, the guy that he was talking about earlier. We have friend of the show, Joe, here. Joe, good to see you. Oh, thanks for looking at me. Well, we, you know, <laughs> dude over there high with that thick, burly beard. But today we have another guest, and because my squad rolls deep, uh, it's actually my my son, and an accomplished musician, member of the group Young Bull. Uh, we've been trying to get him on the on uh, our podcast for a while. I always share his music. Hopefully, I'm helping him to get you know additional fans, and people always give a lot of love what he does um and i'm i'm glad he's here so i'd like to introduce chris christian sinclair powell he goes i call him i either call him chris bub or sin so or people will be wondering if you named him after the podcast that would be weird but chris we're ambitions ambitions and hopes yeah one day one day i'll have a podcast i'll name it the chris and andre show and i'll name my son that preemptively <laughs> <laughs> so chris we're really glad you're here and thank you uh of course i love you and it, it's dope to that you're hanging out with us yeah glad to be here yeah love you too love all you guys uh, Do any of your offspring have daddy issues? Do you just not permit them to have that? You literally have the most wholesome family <laughs> I've ever seen. Oh, we got <laughs> we got problems, but you know we we really commit to try to work through them. Like for example, uh, yesterday with my youngest son, we had a heated conversation, and we had, I think I we heard about this. Yeah, we had to take a 24-hour cooling off period. <laughs> you guys had to go to your corners. <laughs> yeah, we were we were not seeing eye to eye, but we, you know, I did tell him before we got. I was, you know, working. I was like, I love you. I don't want to, you know, that's never uh, a, a question, but we have problems and we work through them, right, Chris? Yeah, I think it ties in a lot too. I heard this. There was a study about like when not to have difficult conversations and most of them are on or through like technology like you're more likely to have a disagreement over the phone than in person or like don't start a tough conversation while you're driving a car <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> or like or like have tough conversations like n not after dinner at night too late <laughs> stuff like that so. no like, i think andre had given me the advice at one point like you should always try to take somebody out to eat something when you're going to have to have like a, a semi-difficult conversation because it's really hard for people to be upset and eating at the same time. It worked great right yeah. last time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. to be fair, it all went south after the meal. Yeah. So, yeah. The, as it does. But the meal it itself, does. everybody enjoyed, which I think was what yeah, they were it, really going for. So Yeah. yeah. So anyway, let's give it some, uh, some quick hits. Quick hits. Starting it off, it looks like uh, the, the, the journalists out there are having a field day with uh, President Biden referring to uh, Douchey from Fox News as a stupid son of a bitch at his recent <laughs> press conference. I thought it was hilarious. And I do, I just, my only piece is 
I think it's very disingenuous that people are saying that the president should not be able to say that when we let for four and a half years. You we're know, just going to be blinded. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen. Yeah, Nacho Lucho <laughs> just go through and, and you know. We're just going to be we're going to pretend by grabbing by the keyboard. It's <laughs> never happened. Yeah, so that's all I got to say. I thought it was hilarious, and I I will always say I think Biden's got some low key G energy going on. So. Yeah, when he has it. Yeah, yeah. So, when, when he's got the energy. So Joe, all, all right, age. so Joe, you go first. You got something to say? What? No, that's it. I'm just, I'm just worried about his energy levels. I think he needs to get some ginkgo biloba in his system. Sometimes he does look tired. Well, can you really be tough if you have a secret service? Like, is it's like, it's like saying like the hold me back method, where it's like you're not tough, dude. Like you have the U.S. military, the secret service, FBI. So you, well, you know, you have all these people protecting you. Uh, it's like. Punching someone uh, in front he rolls of deep. That's yeah, what you're yeah. It's yeah. like it's like all right, tough guy. Yeah, I'm a I'm a, I'm a bitch. Okay. <laughs> so uh, on Andre's point, like uh, Rep Representative Jim Banks uh, from let's see, Indiana, I believe, uh, tweeted out today: Have we ever seen a president attack and malign the free press like Joe Biden has? <laughs> I don't think Joe knows when he's in public. I think he's kind of. <laughs> I don't think he knows what a hot mic is. As part. Of <laughs> here's what here's what I want to say. Cause I've been saying I think dude's got some G energy yeah. because I don't think he cares. No, it's like I really good age. I really don't think he cares. So yeah. Anyway, enough with that. Next. Well, he's, he's done worse. This is gonna like the playoff weekend for me. I know everybody. It was a great weekend. The the games that were won were won spectacularly um, yeah. you, you got to give love and props to everybody that played all the teams actually I I do want to say I was like low key pulling for Tom Brady just for the old guys out here but it was great that Von Miller my dude that warrior yeah I'm like what are you talking about you pulling for Tom I, Brady we literally sat here last week and said he might be a good dude. I might like him more that he's not in New England now. But there is no way in hell I want to see that guy go to another freaking. Do you realize this is the first championship weekend we will have in the last like 13 years that 12, won't have, okay, years. that doesn't have Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in it? Thank God. Yeah. Like let somebody else go win for once. Not like let, but I'm ready for someone That's other than said. Tom Brady to go win some Super Bowls or or championship appearances i guess like i mean i'd love for a team that i root for to do it i guess i'm gonna have to hope that the Bengals can pull off the upset uh and you mean nc state yeah the the nc state Bengals. okay Sin, what do you got cincinnati wolfpack <laughs> um what what is it the brady's out is that what yeah so brady and rogers I... are both out of the playoffs now uh it's interesting I don't know. I I haven't watched. I'm a little under prepared for this part. I haven't watched football in a couple of years, but I, I agree with you. I think Brady has kids, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, take a few months off, go home, hang out. That's probably That's fair. his kids are probably happy to have him back home. That's fair. Next, this is probably very near and dear to my heart. I got an email today from uh, the, the boys and girls at Docker. <laughs> They are, they are scraping for trying to fund their journey. So to paraphrase the email, it's basically saying, oh, are we updated our terms of, of, uh, of service? 
And if you're a company that makes X amount of dollars, you have to pay $5 per user to use Docker. Yeah, sure. All I got to say is, man, they started out so hot, really did. Everybody was like all over Docker when the technology was like in its infancy. It, and I always kept saying, and Chris can attest to this, that this is not the way to go. This is like overblown, ain't going to work out. And here we are, what, five years later? Yeah. And it's just, it's fizzling out. Well, and I think, like, we've so, talked about this before. The idea behind Docker running, like, virtual machines or doing cloud computing in these smaller containers uh, or containerized portions of hard drives, like, yeah, there's a purpose for it. But as usual, like, I think Docker's gotten to the point now where they think, their shit doesn't stink you know it's like we can do yeah. no wrong everybody needs to come use docker for everything and on top of that you ran into the like look what i can put in a container and it's like you can literally put anything in a container that's not the point like <laughs> you shouldn't just be doing this stuff just to do it but yeah anyway and i and i know that's a that's a that's like probably way out of left field for you other guy, for chris and uh, joe but i just want to i just want to acknowledge the fact that i got an email today from docker asking me for my money yeah. well Damn. from from a business standpoint i i kind of understand it from like a is it a small startup kind of company or no yeah not anymore um, not anymore they're they they're humongous yeah they were a startup for sure but yeah they're i mean they're yeah. they are the leading container platform out there right for service uh for like cloud, for cloud stuff, stuff. Sure. sure yeah the, the problem i have with docker is that they're another company that tried to like i think you can make money with open source software in that environment your mission's got to be clear at the at the beginning yeah it's and, tough to pull off i'm, I'm sure yeah, and I, I think they lost their way because they drink their own Kool-Aid. And uh, I don't want them to fail. I just think that it's just a, a a warning for other companies coming up. Hey, be strategic and smart about how you grow. And you can eat your own dog food, but don't drink the Kool-Aid. So. Yeah, and sm <laughs> small is probably the way to stay, right? No, I, I don't think small is necessary. I don't think that big is bad. I just think that companies have a tendency to... Uh, you know, they look at valuation, they look at, you know, adoption of their technology, especially in the tech space, and they they forget that it's a long, it's a journey. It's not a sprint. Yeah. Well, and I think and a lot of the times you end up with growth for the sake of growth, right? You, the right. company doesn't yeah. necessarily need to grow. There isn't really the opportunity, but like you're going to bring on a whole bunch of new employees to make yourself look bigger, right? To make like, right. oh, we need these people in these roles if we're going to be taken seriously within the industry. And so, yeah. It, it, yeah, like I think to Andre's point, it's like just stick with what got you here in the first place, you know, and far too often I think like just the, the mission gets lost. Okay. Next. Oh, Kristen Cinema. Is it Kristen or Kirsten? Kirsten, Kristen, whatever. It doesn't really matter, but like I, I hear it pronounced both ways all the time, so I'm just trying to make sure. It is Kirsten, yeah. Oh, she got censured by the Democrats in uh, in Arizona. My only point in this is like, you know, and I, I mentioned this last week that Democrats typically they play politics with a butter knife while the Republicans have a butcher's knife. Um, yeah, they just got to play. I think they play. Game. I think they play with the butcher knife, butcher knife behind their back. Like no, they don't. They're the most ineffective. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> they, who it's probably with the it's butcher a, knife behind their back. The Republicans. The Democrats. Party? The Democrats. The Democrats. Oh, okay. I mean, it's, I, 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 I think not. that they play with. They actually they might play with a bigger butcher knife. 
It's a little tough because I think it's a more sophisticated. Uh, I don't know. This is a bit. This might not be a quick topic, but it's a little bit more sophisticated. So if you think about the idea of welfare, like some pushing welfare, it seems on surface like, oh, that's a good idea. Sure, why not? But then when it plays out, it's like, oh, you're actually taking away the ability for certain people to implement. Like you're, you're, it's kind of like drug dealing, where it's like, oh, now sure they're performing better a little bit, but it's like now they have this extra need or extra reliance on this this thing that you've been providing. Yeah, that's that's on that's a rabbit hole because the <laughs> rabbit hole you're you're walking into. I'm gonna just like like I will. It's not um, it's not a sound argument. Because like welfare in, in general came about with the, uh, the the big New Deal or the, whatever the New Deal was called, whatever that official term was, whatever uh, like right after the Depression, right. right? It's been systematically used more in poor rural areas by whites. Sure, the, it's not a racist press. thing. No, I'm I'm just saying like, but I'm saying like the Democrats did not even come up with the idea of the of the program itself. So, well, but that's they, not. They eventually that's per, like put it more of the thing that they are a part of rather than conservatives over time. That's not true. That's even that's even not true. It's actually it's a, it's a misnomer. And I actually used to actually agree. You with hear more culture. conservatives today saying, "Hey, let's let's do more welfare," as opposed to Democrats today. Actually, nobody talks about welfare. Out of the two of those, who do you hear bring up more? None. Social <laughs> programs. Then. Social programs, yes, but they they switch the whole dynamic to uh, like to social programs such as education and uh, medical benefits. And I, so but I think that's a good point, and maybe that's where you know like there's like the disconnect, right? Is that welfare itself? I think is often viewed as like getting little cash or like food stamps, right, from the right. government. But I think to your point, like there's some of that that definitely still goes on, but there's been at least a bit of a shift towards well, how can we provide like education education or training for these individuals to be able to step out of this this isn't because I, I hear what you're saying chris like it i don't want welfare to be like uh, the crutch that somebody becomes dependent on right and i think like that's the argument that we hear a lot of times is like well if you give it to them then they're just going to expect it or now it's like well i don't have to work to get it i think we need programs in place that help people to get from point a to point b in a clear you know concise direct way it's it's yeah, and the I, am, reason, I, am pro, I, I am pro work requirements. Like I've always been pro work requirements. I've seen people sell food stamps. I've seen people that like have this whole system of, you know, if you get like seventy-five cents on a dollar on, or fifty cents, fifty to seventy-five cents on a dollar for food stamps, yeah, that's a great deal, yeah. right? If you if you can actually get these benefits and not have to prove that you work or you work for three months and quit, that's a great deal. I'm all about like eliminating all that crap and giving it to people that actually need it. And one thing that actually really makes me remember that is in 08 and 09, when there was a lot of middle class people that lost their jobs and lost everything, those middle class people couldn't get any help from any social program in our system, whether it be state and or federal. Well, that's so, in a moment like 2008, that's where it comes blatantly obvious that neither of the parties are on the people's side. And we My, we can agree on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can agree. I mean, and even it's, right only, now, it's only, it's only, I don't think, like, yeah, I don't no, think exactly. things are right now, that much different now, 14 years later than they were in 2008, no. right? Like, no, the country's not, not a, in the same position, but... No. To my point, and back to circle back around to Chris Kirsten yeah. Cinema. Yo, play better ball, 
get people that actually represent the people in, of whatever like uh, state that is or locality. Hey, all for that all day long. Kirsten, I think she played. You know, I don't. I'm not a big fan. <laughs> so that's all I got. No. All right, next. <laughs> Please, everybody, stop playing with Bitcoin. <laughs> All right. I want to hear Chris's opinion on this because you are the youngest of any of us that are here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And yeah. like, what is your take on the whole crypto scene? Not even just like specifically Bitcoin, but I think Andre and I have looked at this and, and we can't help but say like, this is the world's biggest scam that's ever been portrayed. No, like, it is. It, it 100% is. Okay. Um, can I curse on here? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Fuck so, yeah. so, so there's, there's this show I watch that does like, it's kind of like the American Idol for, um, for comedians called Kill Tony. And there's this comedian on there who a few months ago, he was like, yeah, man, I don't really trust, uh, his name's David Lucas. They don't really trust Bitcoin. Uh, too many hood niggas know about it. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of my thing about it. It's like, um, oh, oh, pretty much any time, any time that the top comes down to say, and this is a little bit different because it's, it's it's presented as grassroots. Right. But when there's anyone that says, "Hey, man, this is a good idea for you," it's like, okay, no, nah, man, no. Nah. Good. Right. Why yeah. would they be bothering or, to tell you that it's a good idea for you to invest in Bitcoin yeah. if there wasn't something ultimately in it for them? Yeah, and and especially a long time ago, there's a lot of dangerous. Well, there's some speculation about. I think. Russian guy, I think Soros or something like that. People were in it. Jewish. People were in it a long time ago, which is another thing. People were in it a long time ago. I'm kidding, 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 kidding. kidding. People, <laughs> well, it was nice having Chris on the podcast. <laughs> I'm kidding. People were in it a long time ago, and um, like they're handing out large amount of uh, Bitcoin. It's pretty much like you're saying. It's a, it's a, another pyramid scheme. It's a nonsense. So like, I, I think I told you about this, Andre. Like, my dad had a guy that he used to work with uh, who runs a company now, and he reached out to him because he had this idea where he was going to start getting his employees. He was going to encourage them to start taking at least part of their paychecks in Bitcoin or some other <laughs> cryptocurrency, right? Yeah. And my dad's like, so I'm really thinking I got to get into cryptocurrency. And he's like, I I want you to sit in and listen to this presentation that Kirk's going to give so that, you know, we, I can get your opinion on it. I'm like, all right, I'm not really big on Bitcoin. I don't know that much, but I'm glad to sit in and just listen and then give you my two cents. Sure thing. That was the like worst pitch and not like, <laughs> not because the guy was saying anything wrong, but it, it just kept coming back to him. Like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, I hear what you're saying and I hear the logic yeah. that you're trying to ascribe to it. But ultimately, it's a fixed system that somebody is manipulating. Like, it's forced manipulation of the market in order to determine the value when you, like, are having what's left every so often. It just doesn't... It, yeah, and then I kept trying to get my dad, I'm like, what is in it for him? There's gotta be some reason that he wants his employees to take this. It's not because he thinks it's in their best Just interest. Yeah, like he's getting some kickback, right? Or or he sees it as a way so, to increase the value of his Bitcoin, if, even if it's just that. But it's like, no, yeah. he's, is. I'm sorry. I've just gotten to the point where there are very few people that I feel so, like do things truly altruistically, you know? No. It, it, okay, hold on real quick. In, in reference to, you know, bullshit startup things like that. Um, back in the day when game, when people didn't know GameStop had a credit card tied to it, 
um, when I was when I was happy to be right when I was working, <laughs> they started doing credit card fiasco. They made it mandatory that every employee learn the process of how to get people to, to sign up for the credit card by applying for them for themselves. <laughs> I literally told my general manager at the meeting, regional meeting, "Fuck that, I'm not doing that." And he's like, "Why not?" I'm like, "Because it's gonna mess my credit." Yes. He's like, "Yeah, but I mean, only it's gonna take only gonna take like 15 points." Off. They tried to run that scam all throughout retail as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, by the way, my best friend is Jewish. So. <laughs> That's cool. My best friend is black. <laughs> you guys, all three of you are idiots. <laughs> So, there's a little bit of hate coming out of the uh, the studios at Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. The, one of the execs is like basically saying, Arcane will not be the golden standard for animation. And he just started throwing shade. They had six years to develop the show. They had this large budget. And it only goes to Netflix. The, the show is only going to be on Netflix. And I'm like, yo, but can't you raise the bar? That's all I got out of the whole thing. I'm like... But they raised the bar on storytelling, animation, introducing characters, introducing all the things that people want to introduce in, in like the, the modern media, media uh, presence today, flawlessly. Yeah, they made grown up. Next. <laughs> Nobody else so, even gets no, to no say anything. Party. Andre's just like, no, no, no I'm saying, I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying, no, I'm saying I said it. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying next to, I'm saying next to Adult Swim. It's like. Everything they were able to accomplish, you kind of done it with uh, with Venture Brothers and a couple shows. A lot of the shows they have, they've got bits and pieces of what Art King was able to do. So Look how long it took Venture Brothers to get? Anywhere. I'm not. I'm not. I am no. not disputing that. My point is like, <laughs> my point is like, try harder. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Well, and I think like, there's something to be said for allowing time to in, like invest and create these shows, right? If you're really behind right. it and you think that it's ultimately going to be a good show, if it takes you six years to do it, like, I, and I know I understand from a business standpoint, like not everybody looks that way, but obviously Netflix looked at it and was like, no, we think we can make some money off of this. So I don't know. Oh, I'm sure a lot of it exact- is just Adult Swim sitting there being like, oh crap, somebody's coming after our, you know, animation our market. market. Yeah, give, yeah. Give and so, thing. yeah, I, of course, what else would you expect, right? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta you be careful. You gotta be careful when, like most people that are giving their instant reaction on things, especially people that have interest in a company not like another, like it's, if in this case it sounds like there's competitors involved, you got to pretty much yeah. just say whatever they're saying is just manipulative. Well, and if I'm not yeah. mistaken, yeah. Adult Swim doesn't have any of their stuff on Netflix. I think they're partnered no. with Hulu. Yeah. So why no. on earth would he no. ever no. say something nice about anything on Netflix? <laughs> like they, right. he has no financial interest in that. So exactly. Here we go. Next. That was it. That's wasn't it. it. All right. So, th- so <laughs> this is the thing. These these next couple of things that we're going to talk about. I know that these guys are chomping at. Yeah, you're, I'm going to play the uh, the bump, and I'm going to grab another beer or two because oh my god, I can't wait to dig into this one. Culture. 
Wow, that was timed perfectly. Uh, that's what um, I do. <laughs> so I watched Spider-Man No Way Home, and I'll, all I can say is I I tried to be is 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 I don't know the word objective. But, Objective. Here's my here's my grade. Did, did you watch it? In <laughs> <laughs> so I watched Spider-Man: No Way Home, and all I can give it is a B. Yeah, B plus, on a, right? On a, on a scale of F to B. <laughs> no, just like all the way around, man. Like, okay. uh, like, and I would watch. All right, when I give a movie a B, that means I'll watch it again. Yeah. If it's a C, I'm never going to watch that movie again. Okay. Right? Jesus. A C? Yeah, I'm never, <laughs> never going to watch it again? Wow, you would have kicked me out of school, man. You would have hate me. Okay, <laughs> it's so like you're not what, even... I, what do you mean, Nazis? Here, I had a decent idea with dress I enjoyed enjoy the movie. So let me... <laughs> what, I, I, I ignore that because I was trying to get my point. Um, I enjoyed the movie. Oh, I'm, I'm beneath no, you. No, I, I didn't hear you. I'm sorry. I enjoyed the... I, <gasps> I truly am beneath you. <laughs> I enjoy the right, I enjoy the movie. Get it out, get it out. I didn't like There were enough, and there were enough good things about the movie that made me kind of be okay with the things I didn't like about okay. it. Here are the things I I liked about it. I liked the fact that Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield were in the movie. Good. I liked the fact that um, they had they introduce, or they had Doctor Strange trying to fix the problem. Okay. The, basically, because that was the only way to fix that that problem. Um, I like the fact that um, there was a little bit of the personal struggles of P Peter Parker in this whole new world of like trying to figure out how to do what's next. It's a whole new but world. what I didn't like was they killed Aunt May. I didn't like the fact of how they... I love that. I, didn't, I, I, love I that. hated that. I didn't like the... That's the finally killing her. Thank God. <laughs> They've been beating around that bush for so many years. That was a, That's a comic book ne necessary, sir. That needs to happen to Peter Parker at least once in one of these timelines. So I was happy I that mean, they did yeah, that. Yeah, it's... Let me, let me finish. Yeah, okay. All right. I didn't like how they introduced Toby and Andrew Garfield in the movie. I didn't like... You know what we I didn't do before we started this? I don't mean to dinner, but we totally... I mean, these are all spoilers, basically, that you've been giving away. Oh, I know the movie's been out for a At this point, if you haven't seen saying, it. Like, we did our 100% spoiler-free Spider-Man No Way Home, and this will be our 100% spoiler-filled No Way Home review. So I just want to clarify yeah, for everybody. I did not enjoy the movie. I did not you enjoy... I'm sorry. I'm going... I'm sorry. Let me... It's a B. <laughs> Stop playing with my emotions. It's, it's not like uh, it wasn't. It proved to me that Andrew Garfield was probably the Spider-Man they should have brought to the MCU, and they should have kept Tom Holland in the Sony-verse because I just I don't see the value of. They kept doing little things like, oh, you're 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 MJ uh, Michelle Jones. They they kept doing that those little things enough to where it just annoyed it annoyed the yeah. crap out of me, and I. Well, that's a Sony problem. Sure, whatever. But but yeah, they, they, they their, Sony made them. The deal with they have Sony, they can't do that. They can't do direct. Ties that's like my. That. It it made the movie not. I, those are things about the movie I did not like. It was well, just like hey, you don't have to. This is what I think I, about what's happened to all of these types of movies. There was a point where it seemed 
like an interesting addition. Now it seems like they've taken one step, one direction. Now they're like, oh, yeah, this is a thing we did. And then in order to save that effort of like continuing an idea, instead of being, hey, you know, this is silly. We should try something else, which I always wonder, like, like, can't we do something else? How old is this idea? It's almost 100 years old, right? Aren't these some of these comics like. No, you're you're like making me really old, but they're like probably <laughs> they're like they're, in, like there are no like thirties. Okay, I'm way off, but yeah. so all right, well, I'm way wrong on that. But it's old enough to where there's been enough time to where it's like you're kind of ruining something that was like really special at one point. In an effort, in an effort. I, I don't agree. Know, I actually agree or... with that. I I do believe that both the both DC and Marvel need to do a better job of introducing new characters. They can run those characters in parallel with existing characters, but I think they do a crappy job of like reimagining these characters. Okay, yeah, let's be give honest. It to him, Joe. When it when, when it comes to comic books, there are very few people who are really fucking like true comic book fans who would go to the as far as putting a wall of comic books behind them. I sleep next to this. There's not many <laughs> people that would do that. So when people see these characters, they don't. For example, Moon Knight. I'm not oh, looking me forward too. to that. But Moon Knight is never going to be as good as Spider-Man. And it's not because he's not going to have a good storyline. He's not going to have enough the action. Character or the, he's, the, the character or the, the, or the, the show? The film, the whatever. The film, show, whatever. It's not going to be as good as Spider-Man in the sense that people, it's not as recognizable. It doesn't have that name brand recognition. Mm -hmm. So in order for Marvel and Sony and DC to go forward, they have to pick and choose which heroes they're going to present or that are marked. I, I don't. Know, uh, I, I don't disagree with that. But but yeah. Spider-Man so, No. And Spider-Man so, No Way Home. They they shot themselves in the foot by bringing. To, I disagree. By bringing Tobey Maguire well, and so, Andrew Garfield into the movie. So is because, it? And they dropped this. Hold on. They dropped this one little nugget that made me really pissed. When Jamie Foxx says, "Oh, you're from Queens. You help poor people. Blah blah blah." I thought you were black. That was a Miles Morales. I love that. I love that. Yeah. That was a great reference. I don't understand. What... It was a Miles Morales. It was a Miles Morales like uh, like like nugget right there, and I was like, I yeah. might have missed your point about the moonlight and the Spider Man. Oh, Moon Knight. Okay, so what uh... I'm what I'm saying is, okay, so what I'm saying is, so Marvel and DC have had a history where they both companies have almost went out of business because of um, lack of demand. People would buy the hell out of their comic books. People would love it. But as soon as a boring storyline came in, they would drop okay. it in the masses. And that wasn't sustainable. So that's what led to Marvel selling their movie and TV rights to other okay. companies to stay afloat. So now that, that that leads us into nowadays where Marvel or Disney owns Marvel. Disney almost has everything except for Sony. Sony has pretty much the last bit of weight. Well, they they, they, not they're well, not the last bit. They have the golden yeah. nugget. It's, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, they I'm, own Venom. Them. You don't 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 get me to another, another conversation about that. But but anyway, they're holding off on a very piv pivotal character that's connected to a bunch of other things. Oh, so unless they can get that, they can't do stuff like w w with the Fantastic right. Four because mm. Spider-Man and Fantastic Four are like are are, are, yeah. are together. Well, this this will they're, they're just like She-Hulk yeah. is together. But but to summarize, what I'm saying is, you have to go into this thinking this should this shouldn't be a one-to-one -one reenactment of the comic books to the yes. movies. This needs to be a buffet of choices because everyone has a different reason why they want to watch right. these shows. And we're way past the point where people are jaded. They don't, like, there are true people, there are people, in norm, the normies, who don't want to see any more commercials about superheroes because they're sick and tired of it. 
but they so as a market they have to try to diversify it yeah and get as much of the audience as they can and that's why i like this is why i like this movie so much is because it pretty much broke all the barriers between the different franchises it showed that everything is in continuity and everything has a place within the within yeah, this, in this I, multiverse. I agree. I agree well, with that. so I as agree a fan, so as a fan of the original content, is there addition to what they're doing to the characters and the life of the characters, adding to or taking away from? It's taken away. But what do you got? My you argument think? is, how can it I, possibly take away from when the other storyline has already been written? Like you got to enjoy that original storyline. This is just a different version of it. I don't understand no, how I, this is like, I, and I'm, I know I've been picking on this, but this is like your opinion on Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where you're like, garbage. oh, the first one sucks more because they made another one. Like, I just don't understand that. You should be able, I, I look at things and I say, I can appreciate each thing on its individual merits, right? I can read a comic, like I can read Game of Thrones, right? I can read the stories from Game of Thrones and I really enjoyed the books, right? <laughs> I can watch yeah. the show and say there are parts of the show that I really enjoy, right. like seeing elements right. of that brought to life. Did they do what right. I hoped they would do? No, but I'm not. I'm not yeah. George R. R. Martin. And they don't owe me anything just because I read the books. Yeah. Like, so the I'm original. Like, I, so so but, the original content is so strong that there's no later thing that they can do to it to take away from the original value. Is that what you're saying? In my, like, yeah, like, I just don't understand personally how like something that's created after something that you've already enjoyed somehow taints takes your away from the original or, yeah, or like because, removes because the joy that you I, once here. experienced when you first it's watched not, that. No, 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 you're, mi you're missing me. I, and I've said this before. I understand that they have to make movies for people to introduce the characters. I understand that, right? I'm saying honestly, it's like, yeah, I get it. I can accept that part. I just didn't enjoy the movie. No, and I get, like, because I know your your main issue is that you don't like young Spider-Man being in the current MCU with everything that's yeah, going just, on. And that's where I feel... And we discussed right, that as And that's where point. I feel like that's in No Way Home, point. it kind of brought a lot of those things together, where it's like... No, it, it only brings it together if they replace Tom Holland no, with Andrew Garfield. But... I, I agree. I mean, I mean, I feel that way. Because you, I think First off, that you can't character... do that because Andrew Garfield went back to his own multiverse. I, I get, his... I get, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm not, I'm Unless not crazy. Again, Spider-Man Spider is one of my favorite superheroes. Yeah. Period. Right. I know. Just, I know a lot about Spider-Man, and it's like, okay, I can accept what they're doing. Okay. I don't necessarily agree or like the storylines. I think that every movie that Tom, all the like Spider-Man, no, all the ones he's been far from home, homecoming, all that crap. I think they're just like an extra story that don't really fit into even they don't fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe at all. I think they're their own like parallel everything. And that's what I just I, Can I that's probably my is that my is, biggest do, do you point. think it's like a stylistic thing? Do you feel like they just don't fit in with those movies like when you watch spider-man you don't feel like you're watching part of the greater marvel cinematic universe is what you're saying yeah actually i think that's part that's probably pro okay. the way they and introduce him the way they the way they, inter they introduce him in civil war it didn't make sense it was cool to see him but it didn't make sense at why all. why do you say that i don't understand so, 
May I get between the parents well, fighting? Not, okay, first off, we're not fighting. I'm, <laughs> I'm not yelling. <laughs> I'm, ask, I'm asking questions because yeah. I really, like, I want to try and understand this. Yeah. I, and uh, just real quick, I want to give my two cents on that, right? Like on the, the introduction of Spider-Man and what they did with this version of it. I'd watched Tobey Maguire 1, 2, 3. I watched Andrew Garfield 1 and 2. I have seen the Spider-Man origin story more times than I've probably seen the freaking Batman origin story. Do you know what I don't care about? Yeah, Batman's truth. fucking origin like story. I don't care anymore. I don't... It's not the... I'm, no, no, no. Hold on. That's what I'm saying, is that <laughs> in this, you didn't get an origin story for Spider-Man, right? Like, he just shows up in a movie. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, shit, there's Spider-Man. And then they go back, and they're like, here's... What's happening with Spider-Man? But we all know the basics of what's happened to get him to this point. We don't want to retell that because you've seen it so many times. My, my point is this. If they would have done, uh, even when Tony Stark goes, like, shows up at Peter Parker's house, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, this is you? When the, like, he's stalking him on YouTube. Yeah. If they would have done a movie that kind of, like, made that... A little montage? Or, yeah, if they, even a montage. I would have... <laughs> I would, yeah, have taken a mon- I would have a taken like, something that gives that more context, and then I probably would have been okay with Tom Holland and Spider-Man. It was just kind of like, oh, we're just going to throw this in here, and then so that's... This, that's okay, so let me, yep. I'm jumping in here, because you both are going around the same circle on this. <laughs> this is Ooh. so... Yes, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. Be- because... <laughs> Because in order to right. understand his... Get a little more of his backstory, you had to go on YouTube. Right. You had to go to all mm-hmm. these, like, other streaming networks to get small little pieces. They're not in the movie, just small little pieces, throwaway gags that give so, some more ideas. So Sony owns, owns the, the right. So I, I have no yes. idea what you guys are talking about. So Sony owns the right <laughs> to that part of the story. Movie well, rights. they own, Damn, they own the rights to Spider-Man, they, right? Like they, except for ex- the broadcast. They own the broadcast. Except for an, they right, the broadcast. Uh, yeah, I hate right. that. I hate how. Okay, yes. sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. But yes, no, so my, that is part of the so, issue, so, right? X Men, Fantastic Four, like Marvel sold off yeah. these properties for the broadcast rights because they were trying to keep themselves afloat, and at the time didn't have Marvel Studios to be able to do all this stuff themselves or the backing from you know Disney. And so that's that's my that's my frustration. It's not that it's not that Spider like he's still one of my favorite heroes. Yeah, I get right? that. I just think I think the way they they brought him into or they're trying to keep him in this universe <laughs> is kind of wonky, and that's like the, I'm like yeah. And I go back to that same piece of like, yo, you should probably should have made the first standalone movie where you you kind of marry the Tony Stark relationship with Spider-Man. See, but I, that been... my, my issue with the first two Spider-Man movie was that they I didn't even feel like they were really Spider-Man movies. They were Iron Man movies with Spider-Man. You're talking about eight, 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 oh, sure. Eight, okay, that's, and but I that's didn't like enjoy that, into, right? Like, that's, that's getting into the details. This one I felt ma- like was more a Spider-Man movie, right? Like it was really focused okay. on this. And so that's part of the reason maybe that I enjoyed it that much more was because I felt slightly disappointed in the first two and this one really delivered what I had been looking for, like a Spider-Man and my, centric. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm just saying like the way that he's introduced in the MCU just didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense to me. And then you get him in Civil War. And it's just kind of like, eh, okay. But I don't want to take up too much time with this. I, it's a good movie. I'll watch it again. I'm excited about the Andrew Garfield doing Spider-Man three. And I, well, but that's Venom. all theoretically, right? They haven't. There's... No, that it's actually it's going. It's moving forward. Okay. So Andrew Garfield's going to do a third Spider-Man. He's going to fight. He's going to be Venom or fight Venom or somehow or another. 
Uh, but let's right, go to so Peacemaker. Well, okay, real quick before we do that, the last thing that I just wanted to, to, to wrap up on the Spider-Man thread. Um, damn it, now you made me forget it because you said Peacemaker and I got all excited. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I'll go then. Um, one, oh. they clearly have no idea what they wanted to do with Venom. And that yeah, that was, that was a waste. Uh, yeah, and two, <clears throat> and two, th- that movie saved The Amazing Spider-Man for me. I, on, I have never watched all of the major amazing Spider-Man. I made it halfway through the first one and I thought it was garbage. <laughs> the second one, I tried to give it 15 minutes and as soon as I saw Blue Skin Bro, yeah, I'm he's like, this a is terrible garbage. character. I, I, now that I've seen him, especially the whole him catching, um, yeah, uh, him yeah, catching MJ. Mary MJ. Jane, that was, that, that was perfect. Whoever, I, I, I called that. Look on one of my TikTok There videos. was too much emotion shit. in that movie and I, I, but, I didn't. But, <laughs> but when, uh, the, it may it brought such interest into the character again that I, I'm starting no, to rewatch. Don't, Chris, don't give me that. No, look. give it there's mine. It's hard. Emotion. You <laughs> don't like it when there's comedy in your comic book movies. You don't like it when there's emotion in your comic book movies. What the no, fuck that do wasn't, you want that, in your that, goddamn comic book movies, Andre? Do you? <laughs> Did you? T- no, so you teared up when you, you teared up. I was I was happy. No, no. Whoa, chill. Whoa, whoa. Relax, man. Yeah. Promo. I'm serious. No, I'm saying. I thought that was dope. It was, it was good. Too I was much like, emotion. No, just... You just said that. Jesus Christ. Let's talk about Those movies. are the words that just came out of your mouth. Is it action so, though that you're looking for is action? No, I, I thought it was dope that he did it. I wasn't, I wasn't mad about it. I was like, yo, that's kind of cool. Right. I was like, I remember oh. my last point just to close things out. What they did at the end of this is they are resetting with Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, the entire MCU. Everything, yes, no, it is. Everything that they don't like, anything that they want to change, will be changed by the end of Multiverse of Madness. Okay. It, it essentially gives them an opportunity to retcon anything that they don't like from the old movies because whatever new universe they set up, the theory is that that one will have mutants in it because they'll have the deal done with Sony by then. That that's when Fantastic Four and all these other properties will now be able to come back in because basically by the end of Multiverse of Madness, somehow all of that stuff is going to be in the current universe that we see everything in. So That's fair. And Deadpool. Oh my god, Can Deadpool. we talk, yes, can we we can talk, talk about, about how... Sorry. How... <laughs> yeah. What? Peacemaker, peacemaker sucks. <laughs> Don't you it's put all, that evil on me, Ricky Bobby! That's all I got. You need to get a sound clip of him yelling freedom. No, Miss, mi- Peacemaker, Peacemaker <laughs> sucks. Andre, why don't you tell us how you really feel? No, wait, when we say it's... When we say it sucks, are we referring to the fact that it's better than other DC properties, or that it sucks in return? Oh, oh it's, it's, it's better than other DC properties, but it's, it's <laughs> but that's a low bar, yo. I, I just... Well, that's the bar I they just, set. I just, okay. <laughs> I just can't with James Gunn, yeah. Like, he's the tropiest dude on the planet. And I, everything is so... It's so telegraphed. It's boring to watch. What? what I will tell. Let me. Let me. Let me. Let me back. Let me back up a minute. Okay. The last episode. Episode uh, four, four. I haven't watched four yet. I haven't gotten to that one. I know. I'm sorry. That was actually a decent episode. Okay. So, so you do you feel like there's still a chance? I mean, you're four episodes into what I'm assuming I, I, is an eight-episode season, right? I hope so, but because I hope so because Titans started out strong, okay. and all the H the that's my favorite HBO Max series. And I hope that 
because he's got the latitude to 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 make it a good show, he he makes a good show. I don't like him as a director. He's transparent and he's very like he telegraphs every play. Yeah, do you think all, I, all, do you think all these people are in a tough spot because they're almost too restricted by existing storyline and current no. like number business numbers to meet that they can, can't even really make interesting personalized stories anymore. <laughs> oh, they enjoy fucking up no. with Canon. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's Canon does not hold them back. Pretty <laughs> reported that HBO Max um, and DC essentially told James Gunn, "You can do literally whatever you want with Peacemaker." Oh, oh, cool. He's got cool. A, and that's how yeah. we got Naked Johnson. Yeah. So, so it was basically oh, that's the same what this thing is. With the Suicide if, Squad um, that he remade. Uh, you know, yeah, they're all. What's funny is that I actually I watched one of those everything's great with the Suicide Squad, and there it made me it made me appreciate that movie it? a little bit more. I'm not you're, saying you're it's such great. A, I'm not saying it's great. I'm just saying there were parts that I didn't pick up on. It's better. The first yeah, time I could around. see that. Like, I could see that. I think like for me, like I'm not really in the the world so much of that. But I think I could look at it from an outside perspective. But definitely not so like. Per- it's, there's no like sense of nostalgia that comes to me when I see like a new Spider-Man or any any of these shows. That I'm really unfamiliar with them, so they're kind of my first experience with them. Um, but I never really. It seems like I never really look to them for more. This is you're gonna hate this, man. Sometimes I, I never really look for them. Look to them for anything outside of like interesting CGI <laughs> like stuff like that. Well, like, that's dope like, though. That's, that's yeah. So dope. like, I feel like a lot of times, like, like uh, I used to work with this guy who um, cried during the last Avengers movie and, <laughs> and like the, like the, uh, yeah, I know the dichotomy oh, between like I told, he was like, so what did you think about that? Like, what did you think about the movie? He starts going off and I'm like, yeah, I kind of, mi-. you should have been like, I think it would be yeah, better. If I was you like, I, cry. I actually missed the end. I fell asleep. <laughs> And he was just like astonished. <laughs> he was just, oh, why did you <laughs> say that to him? It was so just, long. You just, he, obviously, obviously, this is this is dear. dear yeah, dear, yeah, dear, yeah he, like, he was so confused. But, yeah, but I don't know. With these, sh- is this this is the show with John Cena? Yeah, huh? the yeah. new HBO yeah. Max I, one. Yeah, I enjoy John Cena, and I I don't. I think the premise of the show is good. There's a lot of underlying story that I that I that I'm trying to enjoy, but I'm, I get lost with like, and I, I try to put it outside of my head. I just don't like James Gunn. Like, I, that's what like, I just don't understand. I, like I, I'm still trying to figure out what it is about this show. So and James the Gunn episode, specifically that you, the app are the way that, uh, the, the female agent hard ass or whatever her name Hardcourt. is, well, heart, whatever the way like that, Hard ass was great. You should have left it like that. <laughs> that whole dynamic is, it's disgusting. Like it just it, like the first the first interaction, yeah. And the bar, I'm like, yo, that's just that's just weird. Well, know? yeah, but it's supposed I, to be like highlighting how stupid and awkward he is about that stuff. That like, no, but I, I don't think that's necessarily true because there's like cleanup lines later on where he's like, well, I'm just trying to say you know something nice to you, right? So I, I think so. I just kind of get stuck on the things that I there, and it's not. It's just annoying. I I, I just I just don't like. I don't like James Gunn. I know I don't you don't. You've did. made that abundantly clear. I didn't like the whole like uh, parking lot scene when everything blew up. I thought that was stupid. The fight with the chicken, Sonic like Shorty and yeah, I, I was just like, I I just don't. 
I am tired of watching shows where like ninety pound girls beat up a hundred people. Yeah, that was just that would annoy the fuck out of me. Okay, but she's like a <laughs> super alien freaky thing. Like, well, that's cool. I I, I didn't know. No, that. I, I know. Just, like that's part of the whole thing. I watched it... Charlie Charlie's Angels recently, and I was like, yeah, that's no, I mean, like that's that's <laughs> ridiculous. But yeah, like. If we want to nitpick, what's why did she even have yeah, sex that's with him? Well, no, because she, was she wasn't she wasn't willing to kill him at first. Like that was the whole thing. The only reason she killed him was because the moron left the freaking dossier that the team gave him on the butterflies, and so it has all this information. She's sitting there flipping through it but on the dude, bed when he's in the. He bathroom. never left. He never left. He never had that in the bar. He never left with that in the. He bar. left that's it. The it thing was in I, his car. So he took. Yes, he because he said I didn't think it was safe in the car. Like, did you not watch the other episodes? He explained all of it, and the dude, his boss, was I, like, I get... "You took this, you know, classified dossier into an apartment of some rando who blew you." And he's like, "She didn't blow me. We fully fucked." Yeah, I'm just not a fan. <laughs> and that, I don't want to talk about it. hilarious. No, you don't get to fucking call this off. Can we get? Because, can we yeah, get you a peacemaker, a peacemaker outfit? outfit. Clearly on. Yeah. You're on the. The only, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna drop. High. I'm gonna drop a bomb right here, DJ um, Clue Bomb. This dude only likes it because Peacemaker's real name is Christopher. No, Smith. that's not the only reason I like it. <laughs> it is so it is true. Not. It's a fucking amazing yeah. show. All right, look. First off, I fucking love this show. This show is hilarious. It is. I I can't stop laughing at it. I am laughing out loud while I'm watching. I've rewatched the second and third episode multiple times already while I was waiting for the fourth episode to come out because that's how much I like this show. All right. Cena, who I didn't love in the Suicide Squad, I felt like it was a little bit, eh, I feel like has finally started to kind of find his like niche in this role. Like he's got his timing and stuff with the group down much better than he did before. Yep. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You say, okay, that's actually written. That's, okay. That was intentional. So, the whole thing about Peacemaker. Do you know about Peacemaker's origins yeah. and comics? A little, because because I, after I watched the first three episodes, I was like, well, I need to understand what the fuck is going on here. So, I went to the wiki page and started reading. They they, they play a little bit on the full fact he's delusional yeah. and he lives in this Right, because in the comics, world. he has, like, so, the voices of the guys that he kills are, like, supposedly in his helmet and communicating with him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But... So besides that, so the the core of it is he's living yeah. in the world of his own imagination and his own expectation. I like how they incorporated a new thing of this, a whole trailer park aspect, because that shows that he comes yeah. from a really shitty upbringing and he's, he see, okay, this is where it was really hard for me to watch because I relate a lot, a lot of that to my personal life when I, as I was raised, where you had a domineering, abusive father who told you this is how the world is, is what you need to do. So I grew up thinking this is how the world is, this is how I need to do. So when you get into the world, two things can happen. Either it breaks you, breaks your your, rea- your reality, and you become, you see the truth, or you deny you that reality, with... and you become mm-hmm. so abrasive to it that you become, yep, you know, yeah. the villain, as they say. So in, in Suicide Squad, that's what we see, yeah. you know, Peacemaker struggling with. He, he, that's why he fights he literally fights them because he's like this doesn't make sense to me we're supposed to do this xyz why are you not doing this because right. he, he's not critically thinking so now we're seeing you know of course part of the hero story traditional hero storyline he's back at home in his uncomfortable zone but in a way he's sorry he's back at home in his comfort zone but he's yeah. seen everything in new light so as, you, as soon as you come over to his house he, he can't figure out how to get into his own house anymore. 
he has to break into his own house to get, to get a phone as completely bombarded with text messages <laughs> about his past life. So and so he's he. This is why I'm. I'm that's why I like it. That's why I'm also uncomfortable with it because a lot. Of it, I feel. I, like I will a lot say of similarities this: there, there are things that. about this show that I root for him in, like the the gem when he left the hospital. So there. That was this crazy. Is <laughs> he's in the. Te- it's. <laughs> yeah. So there there are hidden gems in the show, and I I respect and I appreciate that. Oh. But I I think we're like, and I, this is just my my critique. I think where James Gunn loses people that are trying to enjoy the story is he becomes James Gunn again. I don't know what right? that so, means. Well, he does some. The same way. Yeah, Michael but that Bay. I understand. Yeah. Michael Bay but, means and, explosions <laughs> with a lack of plot. Like, what is it about the James Gunn stuff that you don't like? That's what I'm, I'm trying to I'll, understand. I'll probably I'll probably I'll probably watch it again this weekend just to kind of give you some specific points because that's why if I didn't like or enjoy part of the show, I would have stopped watching. Yeah, I, but what I'm saying is like there are things about like the way he directs and his writing also where it's like, dude, you totally like you had me right there. I was with you, but then I don't want to play anymore. And that's where I'm trying to figure out how to connect those dots. I don't, I don't hate the entirety of the show. I just don't like the James Gunn like emphasis on the show. I think it could be better. There's a lot of there's a lot of cool YouTube uh, show and film reviewers. Um, One of them I'm thinking off the top is like called A Closer Look. Another one is a Critical Drinker, and uh, they uh, they've kind of taught me a new appreciation of how to watch movies as silly as that sounds and watch shows sure and yeah if you do if you guys i mean you're yeah, all, you're all busy guys out. but check them out and um yeah they might maybe you guys could have more understanding for how to like a different criteria of how to pick things apart sure saying this sucks is helpful like initially <laughs> like it's like a nice summary <laughs> right but the, <laughs> but <laughs> He's talking about how to articulate the Yeah, like, facts, like, okay. Chris, one thing go to your like, room. Go to your room. No, you, you will not tell me that I can't how to say this communicate. Sucks. One thing is like a, like a character development. Something I've noticed that I'm like, oh, this is, a, this is cool. Like, okay, for example, like if you have one character that makes one decision early on, then later on, okay, that establishes who they are. Like there's a, there's a left, or ro- left or right. They choose left. Okay, that's the type of person they are. They go left. Yep. Then all of a sudden later in the show, they go right. But yep. there's, no, there's no moment that teaches you why that's important, how that person I, changed. To be fair, I think that's kind of what I'm having a problem with. I, I think I'm seeing like those gems in the show, and I don't figure out the transition to the next point. So, that's, yeah. And that's what I think – and I'm not trying – Are you asking why no, Peacemaker is trying to – Make peace no, I, with I'm, himself. I, I'm saying in general, like I watch this show and I kind of struggle yeah. with like, I don't get why we're here. So that's well, it's the moment he killed Flag. As soon as he killed him, he changed. He realized like Flag was this See? guy who, who is basically what Peacemaker wants to be, like the guy who does the right thing. But Peacemaker has always been like clouded. Somebody's by got some. Hold on, hold on. Somebody's got some static or something going on. Can you guys hear that? Yeah, I hear it. All right. Better? Yeah, it's a lot better. I might have been. I might have been. I just unplugged and replugged. No, and I'm just. And I'm all I'm saying is like there. If I I notice and identify the gems in the show. So and I'm just trying to. I'm having a hard time going. I can't connect these pieces. Chris, we lost Chris. 
We lost the other Chris. Hmm? Me? Smith. Oh. Okay. Hey, it wasn't me then. <laughs> I'm pretty pumped about that. Oh, it's Smith. Yeah, all your static. You can hear all your static. I literally didn't do anything. I've been sitting oh, I love the ocean the waves. Oh, it's Here better now. There, it's better now. Hey, man, I'm happy it was you, ma'am. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Um, okay, so last couple of thoughts from me on Peacemaker. I won't drag this out into a long argument. Yeah. The reason that I have really enjoyed the show so far is that while it is a comic book show that is over-the-top action, offensiveness, just like ridiculousness, at the same time, Eagle everything is essentially character-driven. <laughs> Right? Like it's character development sure. that is driving the plot of the show, not the action. The action is really just the background in which all of this individual character development takes place. And I love yeah. that juxtaposition, like this zany over the top action. But then you have a character like Peacemaker who you see struggling with his own identities, like the, the shit with his dad. You know, where he fits in with the group. The fact that, like, he could be friends with Diebeard, but he keeps pushing him away because he's a dick. Like, Vigilante, oh my god, my new fucking favorite character of anything ever. He's like the Deadpool of DC, only maybe even somehow better because he seems a little bit loopier. Like, and I know, Joe, it's like pushing it a little bit, but... But the whole... Joe he's he's like the, the... He's oh, like the I Bob. Can you guys hear Joe? Yeah, no. No. Yeah, see, we're all fucking up um, but yeah, so like, I, I don't know, just vigilante, <laughs> the whole scene where he's helping him clean up the, like the trailer and he's like, where does this go? And it's like, it goes with the tapes, dude. Like the guy's clearly <laughs> not right. You know, when he's hiding behind the trash can and they're getting ready to go in and he's, what are you doing here? Like, I don't know. It, there's that element of it. It kind of breaks up all of that seriousness. Like you were talking about, like, the, yeah, there's a lot of really heavy stuff that kind of happens, but I feel like gun one of the things that I like about him is I feel like he does a good job of kind of balancing that with these more zany kind of over the top things. And, and maybe that's just where like, those are two things that you and I don't appreciate on the same level or in the same way. That's fair. And weirdly, like I, I, like I said, I haven't watched many superhero movies. Is is the Joker a superhero movie? I don't know, but it's kind of a comic book maybe. And, um, that's actually it was not very action oriented it was more like i thought it was interesting from like a cinematic standpoint of like how they would show landscaping yeah but i like that (laughs) and i like like the the darkness of it i think sometimes like you're missing an important time especially when like as someone who watched or read participated with comics from a young age now we're all older um and if sometimes like you're missing a point like okay the comic attracts you initially but if you don't address the darker parts of life i think you miss a cool opportunity to interact with those thoughts and uh with that with that community and i'll wrap this this segment up with this like back in the day when i read comics especially x-men or um yeah when i read the x-men or other like even uh east coast avengers and west coast avengers marvel had a pretty they did a pretty good job of talking about social issues or, or at, you know, current events. Yeah. The entirety of the X-Men right there. Yeah. So like there, for me, it's, it's a very personal thing. So when I pick up a, a print and I start reading it, it's because I'm intrigued by the story and you know, it, it, it kind of, it was a, a channel in my, in my day. And I'm probably the oldest out of the group where you can actually see where these, how these things play out. Right. It's not probably it's definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's saying you're old as fuck. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, so my nostalgia with these, or my familiarity with these, this, this medium is kind of like personal, also. Yeah, and so that's why. I, but that's I, why I think they have an awesome opportunity to like use that that automatic, almost like the built-in audience. You're, you're, you're already into it. Yeah. So then, like, yeah. you could you you could bring more adult, like darker aspects of it, like. Um, oh sure, there's that, like the, the the thing about Iron Man, for example, like most people, like they never put in a movie. He had a drinking problem. He had like this this problem where he went over the. They top. put it in this yeah. in the all- third movie. They, they, they mentioned they did, it. They, they did like a they did like a not, they did like a hat nod yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You didn't, he, he really didn't, didn't have much of it. In no, I mean it yeah. wasn't like because you can't spend three hours of on an alcoholic Iron Man. Like, but then, but then right? with Joker, like it's like, hey, Joker, Joker is this crazy character with this weird background, and then you have the the newest Joker film where it's like, oh, this is pretty much the whole time we're just gonna say how that like weird character. Uh, developed and then how that looks like in real in real life outside of him being like this zany menace right it's like okay that's kind of vaguely interesting you know what i really want to talk about because you're here chris let's talk about some music we have a music i just i just want to say chris uh white chris (laughs) in reference (laughs) in reference to the peacemaker series I think the reason you like it is very much the same reason I like another show that did it just as good, or if not better, mm-hmm. and that's Ash versus Evil Dead. Yeah, yes. It's zaniness. It's dark, but the, but the action never it was never the action was never the the focus. Yeah. The action just helped get the character from point A to point B. Exactly. And I so I look at this and all I can see is that's Ash fair. versus Evil Dead meets um, DC's ver- like DC's version of of, of, of Watchmen Light. Yeah. So there's like, especially the combat scenes where it's just like large punches going through walls and shit. Yeah. That's that's I I see, um, Joker from that from that shit from that one getting his ass beat all over again, and I'm like I'm just I just I just love it. So I'm having a good time with it. I'm I'm optimistic. DC has really fucked the pooch every single year since the day they started making (laughs) movies. Ever since they realized that they can make live action instead of animate it. They've been doing solid strikes. I, I hate them, but this gives me hope Hold on. that that maybe no, no, don't you dare! The animated the animated universe was badass. No, the animated it's badass was fine, but I'm just asking. Like, you didn't like any of the Batman movies at all? Oh, no. the Nolan series? I didn't oh, love really? bananas. I didn't love them. I had problems with Tim every Burton. single one of them. The, Joel Schumacher you want to be shouldn't have made movies, but. Like I'm just I, I'm, no, I'm but I'm legitimately because for me right like the Batman stuff the Michael Keaton stuff it's a nostalgia right I grew up I was a very young age when those movies came out I went to go see those in theaters like that holds a certain place like the Joel Schumacher stuff was when I started to lose interest and then uh, Dark Knight you know or Batman Begins like that stuff and Dark Knight like that really kind of got me back into it the third one with Bane wasn't you know I didn't so, love it but. I thought it was like an the interesting. One the, the one with Heath Ledger is easily the best DC movie they've done in recent times. Yeah, yeah, that movie rocks. The best live action they've done, hands it, hands yeah. down, is Titans. Like, if you haven't watched Titans, Which I haven't, you should yeah. definitely. I've never seen. I'm never gonna definitely. watch it. I'm never gonna watch Titans. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like when they color wash or they whitewash they, movie that, shows. Actually, that is that is a legit dope. Show. Wait, does that mean does color wash, whitewash? What does that mean? That means like you, whitewash is when they take a color, a, a, a traditionally colored uh, or, or, or ethnic 
character and then make it yeah, into yeah. a white person. Yeah. I'm so sick and of that, color too. wash is when they take a white character and make them black. Are you talking about Starfire? Hey, newly, I hate what they did to Starfire. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yo, she no, plays that role. I'm, ne- I'm sorry. I'm like, no, you got, we got to circle back tra- around. I look at the trailer, and you look like a prostitute coming off the street. I'm like, why are you dressed like that? Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I think we'll have to come back to that one next week. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, my dude. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do a not, 1v1. I'm, we'll do a 1v1, not, me versus Andre. Yeah, I'll just okay, I'm not rock you. Yeah, your analysis oh, of that is... By the way, go on Facebook and type in Not My Domino, and I'm the only person in the entire freaking United States who ever bitched about Domino being black in the in the uh, Deadpool movie. It had nothing to do with the fact that she's black. Uh, I, I just don't like change. I don't like change. I just don't. Take, again, make, man, I come back to, like, I don't understand why I care. What the fuck is going on? Guys? I don't understand why you care. <laughs> like, you've seen, you, no, what is that? You've seen the I think, other character I th- in the comics. Why does it have to be these? You just sat here and said that we don't you know have why? to do a shot. I think, I think because it's, it's and not. They're doing it because they, they're anticipating the social warriors getting mad. No, yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's I, that's saw, I saw that's Domino right. and I didn't think a thing of it, right. you know, because you can't even, you can't depict any ethnicity from the character. But that's you, the, but they're the doing print. that for that. That's the intent behind it. It's not like a creative yeah. decision. It's not like, oh, this actor How just you blows. Know? It is, 100%. No, There's no I don't know. I fucking love Thank Zazzy you. Beats. That chick is awesome. I would say, I don't know, man. I would say you. She's not a Domino. She's, yeah. she's, she played who, herself. Who in plays that Domino? Who plays Domino? Give Domino me, me is, game. Domino is sassy, charismatic, who plays and manipulative. Who plays her? Who plays her? What do you mean who plays like, her? Who would you have rather yeah, seen? If yeah. you, if you, I don't give a shit. No, as long, no. I just want the character to be true to the character. You just want her and to don't be ma- And don't, and don't, no, I want, I want the industry to stop <laughs> You're garbage, proactively. Bro. I want the I'm industry not, to I'm stop proactively enough, changing race no, yeah, out of some not, weird notion no, of agenda. I, yeah, I, it's I totally disagree. We're totally on the same page on this. I think if you <laughs> want to color wash characters, I don't give a fuck, man. Like it doesn't matter. I don't, I don't you want to make back. You want to do yeah, a black but, Batman? How many fucking Batman movies have we seen? Why would it be so? Domino, Dom, Domino what? is completely. Domino is it, you're talking about, you're I, talking about multiverse dude, things. That's no, I think dude, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Yo, like, my dude. dude. No, fuck I have that. steel. Don't sit here and tell I have me that's steel. multiverse stuff and that I'm not. No, because that's the whole thing with Marvel is that they've essentially said everything is multiverse. Whatever universe it is that we happen to be in in that moment, that's a separate universe. If but it, that's not we what they well, did. Here, that's not what they did for Domino. I think. I think if they did. First of all, Domino's face is super pale. She could be Asian. She could be mixed. Like I think your assessment on Domino's go base go no no look at Domino's ancestry. She comes from she comes from two white parents. In the shooting gene is the one that made her that makes her that pale. In the film, did they address her race? A not white baby. I'm saying that at least one white parent made me. It depends on who their mailman is. (laughs) Exactly. See? Um, All right, next. I'm done. Let's talk about about music because, like, I'm not music. All right. So we let's get back on the rails again. So uh, a couple of things I've been I've been kind of uh, you know thinking about. I've been listening to, like I've said before, listening to a lot of Breakfast Club, uh, checking a lot of YouTube like personalities and, and commentators on the culture and music in general. A couple of things I've figured out, and Chris, I'm going to throw these out in, in in succession, but we can talk about them you know point by point. First thing I realized is hip hop has taken over. 
The second thing that I, I've kind of under, I'm trying to understand is uh, streaming in general and just the over, the final thing is the overall sound. So, okay. Hip hop. Uh, I disagree. It's taken over. I think that's a manipulated thing. Oh, tell me how. Ooh. Um, I think that, okay. It, everything's gotten a lot. It's gotten very visual. So, um, well, it's not gotten very visual pretty much since like the music video, things have been progressing towards being visual. Then you have like the Michael Jackson incident where things become more, uh, accepted. Like, in, they, you know, even Michael Jackson, I'm pretty sure there's this famous story if he had to fight to get his videos on MTV because of the, uh, lack of like corporate interest and in having blacks, black artists there. Right. Is that, yeah. do you remember that? Color, color guard. I think that's their term. Okay. And uh, color guarding. That's not. I, I. I think I would struggle with that because Thriller. There was a. It was a big event, like the premiere, of the Thriller vi- video. Yeah. Was talked about for weeks. For sure, but it was also the first black artist I think on MTV. No, it's not. Oh, what was? Let me Google it. But okay. keep go with your point. Well, I just dis. I just think that um, um, taken over like um, um. I think that taken over would seem like a malicious action. Yeah. No, like kind of like <laughs> grassroots. I think, well, first off, I think it is malicious. Honestly, <laughs> I, I think, I think that if it wasn't intended to be malicious, it, uh, like, you, you know, music is music, whatever. I think that it's weird to see how many kids, um, let me pause. So sure. it was Michael Jackson's Billy Jean. No, uh, yeah, it was Billie Jean. The first black thing on MTV. Yeah, yeah. Right. And but, okay. that was Michael Jackson at Billie Jean. He'd already been booming. Like, he's already been a superstar by then. And he I mean, was still black start... at that time, right? Bro, did yeah. your son just school you? It's like, low-key. We don't need to put fire on Yeah, we're this. not doing that. <laughs> 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 like, that's, not, that's why my son's here. Well, hey, hopefully, not... hopefully I buy some clout there. In my my, I really care. First off, I really care about hip-hop. Like, for me, when I started I making it, I was you like... definitely do. <laughs> yeah, I really care about the art. I think it's very important. However, I don't believe that most people participating in it care about it. I know most people that are in the business of it don't care about it. And um, I think that most people that consume it don't care about the artist at all. Um, and so, yeah, for that reason, I disagree. Like, I don't – I think that there's a lot of kids that care about it, that make it. Um, over time, they don't care about it anymore. They care about themselves, and they've found that it's easy. Like, for some reason, tech companies – are uh, making it big and making it popular. I like when I think it's so, it's, but as a sound, wouldn't you agree that hip hop is like the preferred genre that people no, relate to? No, 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 no. With that people what? Relate to. No, no. Nobody. Universally, so, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't say so. I mean, I. No. I mean, have you ever, you ever like, think about this, like a car comes by and it plays some nice eighties or set like seventies, sixties rock music. And it just feels different versus like a car comes by and booming some new trap record. You're just like, what world are you in? I, I, I just don't know. It's, and, and here, by the way, by the way, like hip hop started at a time. It was like the only outlet for a lot of people. And now it's like, get over yourselves. This is not the only way for a lot of these people to be communicating. I don't want to say that like hip hop is like Twitter, for example, like you can get your ideas out. There was a time where like hip hop was this interesting voice where that was the only place you could get these 
people's opinion on things. This is the only yeah. place, and it was and it was really honest. Now it's not honest. Now it's cool. Um, it's like the guy that like there was a time. So when, let me let me let me just let me yeah. take a step back because I, I think that I'm I'm confused. Yeah. So you're saying that popularity your prop from what I'm, I hear you saying popularity wise hip hop is popular. It's a it's manufactured probably, uh, popularity. No, I'm, I'm not. Like sometimes I'll what? go on YouTube Music and you'll it look at the like you'll look at Sorry. the trending things and you're like, wow, seven out of the well, I think it's like four out of the six. I think they only have six slides that are on their top page, top promoting thing, and it's like these crazy cut like in the cut rappers like NBA YoungBoy. By the way, respect all these people. They're just riding the wave. They're not the people producing the wave. I question the intent of the people producing the wave. And so, okay. So my sense. question is coming from my yeah. my question is coming from more of a just without the mechanics or the the background or the you know behind the scenes yeah aspect of it. That's hip hop would be like the number like the most popular and or most popping genre right now. Well, you can't look at it without the like no one's like when you go outside. There's no hip hop culture to ha to be had. There's no like. Like when you think about there used oh, to be like fair. freestyle circles, like those were real places where like hip hop mattered. So, it was but I'm trying place. to kind of, I'm trying to understand it from your, like your like your age group's point of view. Okay, from like our age, from our age point, our hangouts are manufactured and like like there's like a uh, like a thermostat on our environment, and there are people that get right. to press the buttons on the thermostat. Okay, so hip hop is being made important. It's not something that is like important by natural cause. I think like in early 80s and late 80s, 90s in New York City, you're very aware of this. It was cool and it was real, but now it's being manufactured to be real. You have to make a moment, you have to make a place feel like hip hop. I would instead like, of like to add to that. Yeah, please. So I, I historical precedent when reference to like um, punk music, when punk music came out, it yeah, was hell yeah, it was very localized. Yeah, but it, was it was also strong. It was a strong culture in and of itself. Yeah, I think what you're, what he's trying to say is, hip hop started as, an, in, in, not not directly in opposition, but in, but in, in, as a product of the time. There was social injustice. There was a lot of stress that couldn't be vocalized without you know obvious damage, so you sung it. And this created that created a culture, which created a movement, which mm -hmm. created popularity. Now we're seeing that popularity, like you said, being utilized for profit. It's commercialized yeah. and, and 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 really yeah. quick, really quickly, that was all these guys had, right? Like pretty much. There wasn't like, Twitter. They had literally no other avenue, right, to be able nothing. to connect with anybody outside of their very close knit circle. And and also, Dad, correct me if I'm wrong. I think that the real boom in hip hop started after a blackout in New York City, in which there was this huge riot where a bunch of people stole a lot of expensive equipment that they couldn't afford. Then all of a sudden, they started doing these sampling. They stole all these things to make this music. It was illegal from the jump. That was a culture. So it was like this is not a genre. It was a, it was a bunch of human beings that had come together. They had a spirit of themselves that made this thing that then gets packaged as a genre. Now, I, like now, we don't have to be that way. It's easy to be that way because there's like a template for how to be a rapper, and yeah. people are choosing that as opposed to going and making an app or making something else that is the real culture. Well, now. so like we've talked about these guys before on here, but like the Island Boys, right? Like these are these you know these YouTube yeah. rapper, SoundCloud rapper kind of thing. I mean, like. We started out on SoundCloud, so I'm not trying to throw shade at SoundCloud or anything like that. Yeah, but, same. same. But where it seems like it's so much more about like the physical appearance, about like 
you know, how, yeah, how am I coming off? It's not about like, am I actually creating good music? Like, is there value in this? And that's where I think like Joe, your point about punk music, because as somebody who grew up with punk music in high school, like I went through that where I was really into a lot of like the local indie stuff. And then as it became more popular, you, like I liked it, but it's dress in punk. Yeah, ish. I mean, there was like, a time a really too. Belt that hung down I, in I, front of my. Crotch. I need to see you. I need to see you dress in punk for uh, this baby shower. And guys, there was probably a time <laughs> where, like, you guys, like, hear punk music for the first time, and you're like, "Oh, these guys get me." Yeah. Like we're we're already connected. This is just an expression of something that I already like exists. Yeah, in. absolutely. Yeah. And and but then it started becoming more commercialized. Where even the the artists that I really enjoyed at one point. Like, got to a point where I'm like, you guys aren't even making punk anymore. Like, all right, I was really big into Blink-182 early, before, like, Enema of the State and stuff like that. But then, yeah, so I was, like, a punk hipster, I guess. But then, like, (laughs) like, Enema of the State, I liked. Take Off Your Pants and Jacket, solid album. But then it was, like, by the time they did their self-titled album, which was, like, super emo, like, punky. Yeah. I was just like, guys, this is not it. And part of it also, right, is that you had guys who were in their late 20s, early 30s singing about their high school girlfriends breaking up with them and, like, going yeah, off and to college. So- and it's like, all right, aren't we? Aren't you guys going to mature and, like, find a new voice, find something else that you're going to write about instead of just trying to replicate the success that you already had? Yeah, and, like, so- an example of this would be, like, so originally hip-hop was, like, no, fuck you. I'm stealing all of this stuff. I'm making whatever music I want. We have a spot that we already go to. We're playing this music. And now people are saying we're hip hop and we'll like ask a corporation if this is okay. We're trying to consider the stats so that like this song is going to sell. And I'm not going to say this word. I'm not going to say that word. We have all the rights. Okay, now we'll distribute the song and we're going to say it's in the hip hop. I saw Katy Perry do that in one of her albums. I forgot the one of I know what you mean. I, I, yeah. I, so my, I guess, so for me, like when I listen to, when I, not just hip hop, although, although, um, if you're to ask me like, what are my favorite types of music to listen to? It'd be like, like what I call real hip hop, salsa, bachata, merengue. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, reggaeton. that's probably, they get on every now and then. So that's, that's where it like, that's, that's where I go. Right. Yeah. I'm not in the pop music. But the thread I see with the music I enjoy is that there's an authenticity to it. So my yeah, question, exactly. and, like the, oh. and the, the stuff that I, I, I hear you do, and I always tell you, I'm like, yo, you, you never want people to fact check you, right? Sure. It's like you got you're you got to tell good stories, like, and however you do it. Yeah. So I guess in my journey of trying to reacclimate myself to what's what's popping in the culture. I'm confused. You know, there's a lot of, uh, of noise. There, there are kids that have a great opportunity, like drills, like banging right now from the UK to Chicago to New York. Now, um, then it's like, now there's this, this struggle in the culture of trying to get like East coast and primarily like New York hip hop back on the map. And, and you know, like where do you, where do you see the struggles are in in just music in general? Because that's my little purview of like, you know, this is what I, I care about, but I, I can't. Yeah. I would be lying to say that it doesn't exist everywhere else. Where do I see the struggle in music? It's yeah, the like, struggle I, and the ability to maintain an like an like a like a 
serene environment enough to be yourself and be like, no, this is who I am. Like, I'm cool with that. Now everyone has these apps. Like, you can't even sit around. You have to tell people to not be on their phones in the studio. Like, in the 90s, it was like, there's nothing else going on. If there is, I'll be there. But if I'm here, I'm here. And we're doing this. And, like, everyone here is we're here so we're cool with doing this and that's going to make this moment that makes us really authentic special unique honest music now everyone is like oh is this cool if i like take a pic like they're here but they're kind of not it, this affects dating as well by the way it's like kids oh, are like God. yeah I'm, <laughs> I, yeah kids are like i'm kind of here but i'm here like considering how i look on a on a popular platforms so like you can take a picture or a video of me and like this is going to be like a shareable viral moment i want to make these viral moments instead of like being in a cool moment and being like like kind of the idea of fomo where it's like no i'm here and i'm like invested in being here versus like i'm here and i'm considering everything else is going on in the planet like would i rather be doing that like what's going on over there and that's gonna that's gonna make something cool over time but right now it's affecting music because microphones are cheaper it's easier to make a music video the, the the structure for being an artist is already laid out by the way i think that it, that's in the dis, that's not in the good that's not in the interest of the artist because the spirit of an artist is like almost anti-corporate and everything is so corporate now that like if if some corporation is inviting you back to your point about the punk like as soon as they get signed they lose what the spirit of being punk is so like yep and, 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 and by the way, it's impossible. Like you're legally bound. You're going to prison if you try to be punk. Almost like once you're signed. <laughs> so would you would you ever get signed to a record? No, not a chance. Uh, not a chance. Not a chance. That's what happened to so Kurt you, Cobain. You, Kurt Cobain is one of my favorite. Like Amy Winehouse. It's like they're these beautiful, honest things, and then all of a sudden, corporate. This is what happening to the movies that you guys are talking about. Corporate gets involved. There's some corporate nonsense, and all of a sudden, the art is gone. It's like it's cool because of how cool they were originally. But now what it, what it was special about the art is it was that. And now you're trying to distribute it. You're trying to water it down. You're trying to package it so that it works on TikTok or so that it works on Instagram or so that it works. At, like, so shows it appeals suck. to the widest audience, right? Like you're trying yeah, – like yeah. ultimately when these things are capitalist-backed or investor-backed, who somebody who's expecting to get their money back out of it and potentially then some, like you have yeah. expectations that you have to fulfill more or less, yeah. right? That's and especially so why it's a problem now is because these labels are going to fail already. Yeah. So, like, you guys are screwed. So you have the vibe of you're screwed. So you're not, like, on a winning team. So it's then, like you're getting, you're getting yelled at for not doing the right thing on a sinking ship. But it's I'm like, trying you to understand are, because it <laughs> seems like right now, like you were just talking about, right, it feels like the barriers to entry into the musical world are so much lower than they have been previously to the point where you don't need yeah. necessarily like a record deal where you can produce your own music, you know, go, you know, those sorts of things. Do you feel like that? Like, is that going to help things in the long run? Do you think that there will be more people kind of that have your mindset in terms of, I want to make this as authentic for as long as I can. Like, I'm not looking for the cash payout. Or do you think that it's become no. so commercialized that the majority of people are just like, no, I just want my five seconds of fame? Well, it really sucks because it's honest. This is a big, it's a way bigger problem. Like, it's a, there aren't people that will be, they're not, like, you can't fill up a devoted audience anymore. Like, you can't, like, a society, a, a small city, like, in early Seattle, like they all want to be Kurt. Like, it's not like everyone wants to be Drake. 
Like they're not al- they're not gonna well, yeah, allow he from the support. Bottom, now he's here. <laughs> right. Uh, so like you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna allow you're not gonna support Yo, him on. to be the enjoy best. Enjoy the enjoy the moment. You just got double shit on by two powers because of that dumbass shit you just said. <laughs> we are not here for no. Yeah. Sorry, I'm being too serious about it. I mean, no, it, this it is, is great, it's... dude. Like, honestly, I love this this perspective on it because there's there's an element of this that I think I've always connected with with music, where it's like once you you buy into the commercial aspect of it, like you've lost that authenticity. It's not about like ultimately, but you're it's also to like sell a record. Well, but it's also like like okay, I can make a song, right? Mm-hmm. But playing music typically involves like a bunch, like a, a band, let's say, or yeah. like an orchestra, let's say. It's a people problem now. Like people are being affected by social media and they're not developing in a way that's making them confident enough and like focused enough, honestly, in one thing to be, to recreate moments. Like I was talking to a friend of mine who's going to school in California. And he was telling me about how his teacher used to work in like the cool like 70s scene in L.A. And he was we were like, damn, it's never going to be like that again. Like you're never going to have a, a, a moment where people are just like it's quite it's corny to say counterculture. But there's a real value to that to people where people are like, I see what y'all are up to. I see what the masses are up to. But I'm going to I'm going to go this route and then having a whole room of people like that. And then not, you know, these meet, these tech companies are making devices that that seduce you and pull you towards them. So yeah. it's like one thing for me to say, no, you know, I'm going to leave my phone on silent. But it's another when the phone is on silent, but I still have this urge to take it out of my pocket. To So now I lose focus in the show. So now I care less about the moment. And uh, I think that's what music is about. It's cool to have a hit record, but like wh- what hit records meant in the 90s were way different than what they mean now. So like the spiritually, fit- it was almost spiritual. Yeah, it it really was. The person is really, really authentic. Is not produced just for the, the benefit of you know. Well, paycheck. and I mean, I yeah, think and it, so- and it meant something in the community. Like the whole yeah. community liked the record for the year or maybe longer. Where now it's like you know, fifteen seconds and. Well, and it was also one of those things with the... arguing the origin of jazz. (laughs) But, like, the early records, right? I mean, even up until the days of CDs, like, you would hear one song from an album, and you'd go buy the album, right? Like, I'd go buy the CD, and then I'm sitting there, and I'm going to listen to the whole thing. Two or three. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, yeah, nowadays, it's like, you don't, like, I... I, So, Chris, I'm kind of curious, like, what are your thoughts on, like, Spotify and these streaming services? Do you feel like those are ultimately contributing to the downfall of, of music in that way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, entirely. Well, it's 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 it's. I don't want to point at just Spotify. Spotify's no. done great things. Yeah, it's everything at once. It's taking away from what it means to hang out with your friends and listen to music. Like, so I'll I'll paint a picture of like wh- what it looked like when I hung out with my friends in college. Okay, so like we'd be sitting around. There'd be something on the TV, but we're listening to music and we're on our phones. So then it's like all of those arts are less powerful in the moment. It's yeah. like whatever's on my phone is less important because there's something else. And then whatever's on the TV is less important. The music is cool, but it's like background. And it's not to say like sometimes we could argue that like we position music higher than it actually is in importance in society. That's probably true. I agree with that. But like it, it, I think that like we're 
so it's like sure it's not the most important <laughs> thing but we're missing out on how cool it actually is like see that's amazing a cool for moment. me to hear from a musician i would i mean because as somebody who grew up playing instruments and like i i mean i do like i have a, this incredible fondness for a lot of different music like i don't know that there's much more important than music in my mind like i think there's there is the ability to have such an emotional connection with certain things. And it doesn't, like you don't have to be going through the exact same thing that somebody else do, did when they wrote the song, but you're getting something out of it, right? Like it's all about yeah. your specific interpretation of it in music. Well, but, I think we like, can, but really quickly, yeah. we could say family and food are both easily more important than music, right? I think I mean, that music is like- it depends on your family, but- yeah, I was going to say something. <laughs> no, I wasn't, wasn't going to say it. No, I think you, no, that's a really good point, right? Like, yeah, yeah, music is not the most important thing. I guess right. when, I, when I say that, I'm thinking more in terms of like other art forms or yeah, or maybe just like yeah. the, your other opportunities outside of those things. But I think you make a really good point, right? Like it, there are those other elements that I, in a lot of ways now get kind of glossed over or overlooked in a yeah. way because it's like oh no you've got to focus on this like this this thing here whether it's music or movies or whatever it is you know yeah so, i so, think there's so a lot of things if i may yeah music is not is not the most important thing that's that's obvious when you, when you the brass tacks of things it's not the most important thing to survival but i think it's the most important thing to human expression and if you start ignoring how people are expressing themselves you're not you're not listening you know open yourself up to communication and yeah. all these distractions are taken away from these these expressions. Exactly. There's still great music out there, but it's it's yeah. washed down with a whole lot of noise. Yeah, I was watching. I, I was watching I this would, old. Sorry, really quickly. I think you guys would think this is interesting because I've been thinking about this for like pretty much all pandemic straight. Like, what's happening? Because I had a lot of time to think about it. The pandemic made it worse, by the way. It made everything more virtual. <laughs> um, so Look at I was us. watching this. I was watching this. I know, right? I was watching this old video. <laughs> Of um, of um. Jesus, this is the man. Is this gonna be? A, I was gonna say it's gonna be a Spider-Man. Oh, uh, uh, as old, but it's not really old. Geez. It's not Ray Charles. It's um, it, James. Uh, James Brown. James, James Brown. Brown. Yeah. I was watching an yeah, old yeah. video of James How James Brown performing. <laughs> I was watching this old video of James Brown know. perform <laughs> in it. I think in Atlanta, and I was watching it. And it was so passionate, and I was watching this whole song of him singing. Uh, th this is a man's world, and I was like, "Man, this is awesome! It was, it was amazing, amazing." He's sweating. The room is—you can just see that he's there all the whole time. And immediately after the thing, I was like, "There, you, there could never be this person without him being a meme right now. If this guy were to be acting this passionately about this expression and this idea." Everyone in the room would be taking a video of him, and he'd become a meme. Like if you think of Jordan crying at his hall, his Hall of Fame thing, it's like this guy's a meme. You're he's right. crying because yeah, he's the dedicated thing is his mostly life. Mostly because Carolina fans are insufferable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, Chris, get get a sound clip of that so you can you know beat up Andre for the next ten years about it. <laughs> yeah, and so people are afraid of being memed. You know. No, there's. I mean, I, I, there's a legit element to that, hold right? On. All right. Hold on. I, I, I think there is. I think there is a. Uh, you know, I've been kind of wrestling with my opinion that musicians aren't artists. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is so. I what? Love, <laughs> 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 yes. 
I have argued with him repeatedly about this, but you shouldn't I'm even hear me. Shouldn't even have let this him. crazy yeah. idea. But hear me out. Yeah. One of the, I, I think what you guys are saying, and like as I'm listening to you guys talk, I think communication, like the art of communication, is something that you know transcends the different disciplines of the, the quote unquote mm -hmm. arts, right? Yeah. Um. So I would I would wager and say that there there is a there is a um, authenticity to people that are, are talking about their struggles or their stories. Whether that be an, an author, whether that be a songwriter, whether that you know who, whether that be uh, I'm not a big Picasso fan, but I'm just going to use Picasso just for giggles. How how we communicate the stories of that particular moment to somebody. So I, I think I'm you know I'm not a big again, Picasso I'll, I'll, fan. I know I'm sitting here like, did you really just like I'm too cool fine. for I don't Picasso? Like, like, <laughs> Jesus, I don't like right. I don't I think Picasso's overrated. Um, so it's just my personal taste in art, but so my, my point being is that I think that the ability to tell us, oh, here, like, I'm I, listening, but you just said one of the most ridiculous fucking opinions. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't have to, I don't have to like Picasso. But that seems like, like such a freaking, I don't like Picasso I, 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 because I, I, everybody yeah. likes Picasso kind of. That's like, what it you're is. You're the hipster I, yeah. of art in this case. I liked Picasso I before I, he became popular, but now it's no, so I, passe. I've got, I've. No, I, I never like Picasso. I've never liked Rembrandt. Yeah. There's a, there's a, uh, I never there liked Britney Spears or NSYNC, but... Andre, yeah. I would like you to notice how I am not chiming in on this. I'm giving you the respect to be wrong. So in the future, <laughs> when we discuss about the color washing issue, you'd yeah. give me the same respect. <sighs> yeah, right, it's mine. But, so, like, no, but... So my, Andre, my, Andre, my, let me, let me yeah, finish. Because my, I feel let like let you were... Finish. You were kind of retracing yeah. your steps there and saying maybe I was wrong about thinking that musicians aren't artists. Yeah, because my point being is that you're giving, you're presenting a story at a moment, yeah. and people can feel and sense and experience that moment with you. I think that is a form yes. of art. Yeah. So that's uh, really well put. The yeah, the way that people try to say like, and this is like the antithesis of what I'm saying is like Kanye West. I still don't like Kanye. You don't have to like him. I've never. Nor do I. But think you better let him or you, you know what I don't. Really, <laughs> or, really, or chance. Or oh, hold on. Or chance. No, but this is or, this is so detrimental to the the point of being an artist. What sucks is like what I'm when I say that like, like our rooms are being manipulated now. It's like if we were to think of the things that we should have a problem with in today's world. It wouldn't even be – I mean it would be so close to the last thing of saying, you know what? I don't like that Kanye West guy. Yeah. Like everyone is so – Oh, those – those, I don't lose sleep over it. I'm just saying like – No, but I, it's like it, – it's, it's crazy that those, it's even a thought. But, it's like what he's done – and I'm, look, he's, he's just a guy. Like, so it's like he's not a system, my, which this but, is – No, but really quick. Let's, but let's, I think it's important really quick. Just only because we like put this out into the world. I just want yep. this thought to go, go out. We are being so manipulated into our, our thinking, like our thoughts on our own for the most part anymore. And we need to be aware of that because it is it, it should not be like an easy statement to say, hey, you know, that guy that like tries and makes music in different ways, like for us to be so quickly to be like, yeah, I don't like him, like especially knowing where he's from uh, a little bit empathetically, like it's like. We should, I mean, we should be quicker to point at other people is all I'm saying. There's much no, more so my, my All right, so, like, to, like, I, I have no problem with saying, like, pointing out people's faults, right? So I, I think he that there is a, all the time. I think there's a point where if you're <laughs> going to, 
if you're going to believe your own press, then you should be able to get ridiculed. Sure. And and the, my 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 issue with Kanye is not a journalist. Before. Let me let me let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> the press is ridiculous. This motherfucker legit thinks he's a goddamn genius. And like that's let me just like like I'm now I'm just that, like, that, now that, I'm going to go. No, no, no. That he is no. the genius voice of a generation. Yeah, and I don't I fundamentally do not agree with I that just, at all. But by the way, remember he's a business guy, so anytime yeah. he's in public, he's pretty much just promoting his business. Like Sure, fine. And, but and we so if he's going to do that in music. public no, if you're if he's going to do that in public, I should have the, the ability to No, that's to fine, have but I'm asking about, a question. Do you feel like Kanye has ever made good music? I think he's only made one song, one or two songs that I actually like. Okay. But so you feel like he is capable of making good music? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's but no, I don't. And think, that's like, fine. I, I'm not asking you to, to, you know, like sign off on everything I, the guy does. But, uh, but I think to Chris's no, my, point, my, right? Like, there's a bit of it that I do think, like, I think there's a bit of it that is that manipulation of the media and the way that things are presented in, in this, like, well, look at this crazy dude. Shouldn't we all think that Kanye's totally crazy and no, focus on no, this? No, but you, no, let me, let me finish my okay, point okay. before you guys, like, like, before you try to railroad not, me. Yeah. So, I try to railroad to, you? When have I ever I've listened, railroaded I, you on this show? I, I, the, I've listened to... Let the me, only reason I wanted to say that is to... Let me, no, 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 stop. Okay, sure. let me, I, I've listened to countless people go to bat for this guy. Right. I don't know. From look, I'm I'm saying in my experience, I've listened to countless people. I even heard Ti say we can't as a culture we can't lose Kanye West. Right. Whatever. And my point is this: it's like, look, that's all well and good, but when you reach or you're able or you access a certain level of notoriety in society, and you decide to own that and you take a personal investment in what that looks like, and you say like then that's on you. The shit you do after that, that's fucking on but you. But so then, like, just to clarify, if Kanye had never, in your terms, bought his own, into his own press, you wouldn't have an issue with everything that he's done since? More than likely not. Like, J. Cole. Uh, right? It's I was a not press a big, problem. I was not... Like, none no, of these the guys... The press... The, the, it's not like media. I'll put Chris, it this way. Word, I'll the, put it this way. The term I'm using... No, son, listen. Sure. The term I'm using is like, if everybody keeps saying... Christian's great. Christian's great. And you're like, yeah, because they're saying that I believe that not the media. I'm just like your own press. People come to you telling you and reporting back to you. You're not allowed to believe like, that you're great. Man, no, I'm well, here, I don't believe. asking. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, even, do you think even, you're a great even developer? People, like, I think even what, when people, even when people tell me like nice things about myself, I'm very grounded in, in reality of knowing my own. But I'll say this: like, the, the, like I think I'm a saying, good podcast what saying, <laughs> what Andre is saying is he finds Kanye West as very being very egotistic, very selfish, and and and, and belligerent to other artists to the point where he's insufferable. Well, hip hop, there's never been a rapper ever, a hip hop producer ever, that has been the most interesting and deservedly like talked about thing in America or in the world ever. It's never been the most interesting thing. So my question is, why is it that people are choosing to focus on and to debate hip hop and to ridicule? You know how easy it is from a, like to pick on a person from, I'm not, I'm not picking on anybody. 
I'm just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Okay. I don't, I don't like Kanye West. No, but my <laughs> point is like it's debatable that like, like I've never been to Chicago. Like it's debatable that I should never even know who Kanye was. And I, I think that like there's a lot of people who have interest in making propping up people, owning people. And in his case, owning his music. He's got it back, but owning it promoting him making him more popular the people like stars are pretty much like pawns in america so it's like drake right now it's 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 in the best interest of capitalism it's in the best well i'll just leave it at capitalism and like consumerism that drake is the biggest artist in the world because he's going to go and buy new houses he's going to prop up to the young kids that like buying things is important like sexuality is important things like but that isn't are not there an element of individual responsibility in that, right? Yeah. Like, and I think maybe that's your yeah. point, sure. Andre, is like that you, yes, those things are what capitalism wants you to do, but you're not obligated to do those things. Like you as an individual no, yeah, get to not. make those choices. Yeah. And so I, I don't, yeah. I think like I don't. You're, what you're saying, Andre, is it's like if you choose to embrace those things and to essentially sign off on the capitalist side of it and say like, yeah, let me take all of the the – the attention because ultimately it's going to get me more of what I want. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not good. Yeah. And so I, I, I hear what you're saying, Andre. Like, I think I look at it again, right? We've talked about separating the art from the artist. And I think with yeah, Kanye, that's a way that you can look at it too, right? The individual Kanye, I've seen him live long before he was like, you know, married to a Kardashian and it was not a super entertaining show. Like I've talked about it before. The guy basically treated it as like a rehearsal and kept stopping the show. He spent 40 minutes at one point <laughs> playing two minute clips of songs he'd produced and then just saying, yeah, I produced that. Like That's that was hot. his show, right? It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't super entertaining, but I still look at it and I'm like, I mean, gold digger was freaking like, that was a it good was a dope song. song. Like I'm still going to jam when that comes on the radio, but, but yeah, like, I, so ultimately I, like, yeah, I think, I think both can be true, right? I think we can celebrate the artist and for what he was able to create, but at the same time still reserve some level of, of criticism when we feel like that artist has maybe stepped beyond, but I mean, I don't know if I like, who are we, it's, who are we to judge this person? You know, it's a, it's an opinion. It's not, it's, it's an opinion. Right? I, I, I don't, I, I hear you. I personally, I, I choose not to be like, yo, like, for example, uh, this is controversial. You got R. Kelly, you got Michael Jackson, right? Both did heinous things. Well, the only, one the only allegedly Alfred, and the other was convicted. Yeah, court, sure. But yeah. It, it, the, but, yes. But yeah, oh, his yeah, out, I got gotcha. you. Okay, okay. Ultimately, at the end of the day, it's kind of like, yo, yeah, but people are still like rocking with him. But also, like, this, I like, mean... You know, like R. Kelly. Oh, oh, but he died. No, no, no. Like R. I, Kelly. I just, I'm not. I'm not excusing no, I think either. R. Kelly is way more excusable than Michael Jackson. These are easy people to. Uh, these he are peed easy on people. people. To I'm not, right? Like that's whatever. I'm not. I'm. I'm just saying, like legit. Like I don't put anybody up on a pedestal like that. That's all I'm yeah, saying. Uh, that's it's yeah. like the and, and and the second part to that is that I look at it from my my perspective, and I find I found this very interesting that in the black community that the people that we have that give a voice to our community are typically entertainers the minute they slip they get persecuted and drugged through the mud mad sure. quick like super quick so for me it's like uh yeah maybe you shouldn't believe all your own press and keep yourself try to stay humble like for in my point back going back to j cole I was not a big J. Cole fan, so I, list, I listened to like one of his CDs a couple or albums a couple years ago. 
listening to the lyrics. I'm like, yo, dude can, he can flow. Then I started doing like looking into what, what type of person he was. And he's a real cat. I'm like, yo, that's dope. But what's funny is that he gets the most ridicule currently because he's not doing the tomfoolery that everybody yeah. else is doing. So it's like, and he's a big NC state fan. Sure. Do that as it may. But it's you just, can you do a tap, but, can you do a counter every time you you, you drop one? Like no, that? I wish we I think could. That's three. But he always does that. But so I'm not trying to I'm not trying to yeah. say I'm not trying to crap on uh, Kanye. I don't really care. I, I'm not trying to crap on J Cole. I really don't care. I'm just saying like in, in some levels like you got to kind of like own what you do. You got to own. No, the, absolutely, the image I, absolutely. Yeah. I, yes, I think that we're all that goes unsaid, right? We're all here. We're like, yeah, you should own what you do. I, that's not the problem. The problem I think that's happening and it's being popularized is making fun of people that aren't doing all that bad or like hor- horrible things. Like it's too popular. It's, it's freaking me out. It's like if we all came together and we start to question the press, uh, that would be cool. Like, that would be a lot more beneficial to our whole society. It's like, how much harm does a bad Kanye show or record do to the environment versus, let's say, the banks? Let's say yeah. the media. Let's say, like, I but, think that we're so quick. To, and, it's, and that is controversial. It's not controversial to pick on uh, Michael Jackson or R. Kelly. Right. Um, you'll ne- but yeah. you talk shit so about Deutsche Bank, and yeah, and I think like you're absolutely yeah. right. There is a there's a I mean we've talked about like the shell game, right? That gets played, and that's part of it. Is it's like yeah. no, no 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 no. We know that there's all this really horrible stuff going on, but what you should really be upset about is what <laughs> Kanye said yesterday, right? And it's yeah, exactly. like the TMZ oh, yeah. and the, all of this, like the celebrity of it becomes so distasteful after a while. I think like you see it and it's hard not to get drawn into it a little bit, but then once you understand what it's really doing, it's, it's so revolting, you know, like it's, and that's what, even in politics, like our politicians have become celebrities in that way. And that yeah, they're wrestlers. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is all just for show is this is all entertainment. How do I entertain the crowd? And I, that is one of the most terrifying things to me is I think we, we've, we've, to some extent, we've allowed ourselves to just be entertained and say that that is enough. You know, and not all of and us, also, but, but, a, but enough right. of our society here in America and abroad that it's like it's starting to really chip away at our ability to identify what the real problems are and focus our yeah. efforts on those things. And know how to approach my, it. My, I was telling my youngest son, and then we got into this we, the conversation to spiral out of control. <laughs> like the the problem that we have in this country is that everything is like a marketing gimmick. Everything. Don't blame marketers. We are good people at heart. <laughs> no, everything everything is selling. It something. is nothing is. There's just a, a high level. Of, okay, but is that uh, marketer's this, fault, or is it the fact that we live in a capitalist society where selling things is the ultimate value? It's both. Right. It's both. Well, okay, but right. ultimately, you wouldn't have marketers doing what they're doing if you didn't have the society that you've created for them to exist in. Like they are a necessary evil for a capitalist society because you have to sell stuff. That's the whole point. So what do you do? You pay people I, to sell your product in the best way possible. Whether that means but every, every but how the but here's a, here's a, here's a question. Or can everything does everything have to be a product though? 
That's that's my well problem. in a so capitalist society. A yes, like we have essentially deemed that everything. I mean, our so healthcare in, in, is a fucking but Chris, product. Chris, Chris, yeah, NPOs are a product. Healthcare NFTs is a product. are a product. That's, water. <laughs> that's that shouldn't be a thing. Like, but it is right. I mean, my, that's, this is what I, I'm saying yeah. is that we've literally we have commoditized everything. We've commoditized our own individual attention. Right? Like, this is something that we fight for on a regular basis. We are trying to get people's attention to watch this show right here. Why? Because we think that more people watching this show means that we're doing more to help the world. Right? Joe? Yeah. That's fair. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. Joe has an opinion on NFTs, so please go ahead. No, it's not an opinion. I just want to know if you guys heard about it. um, Recently... Just some random asshole in the world decided I'm gonna make NFT clip art of. You know, that's the thing. I know it's, to me, just it's, it's okay. One, when I see NFTs, I just think of you're buying Clippy. That's where my brain goes. I'm, I go to Windows 98 bullshit. Yeah. Where's Clippy? But but um, but we're actually as as we all probably saw this was gonna happen. People are making NFTs of other people's imagery. Yeah. Without their consent, mm. so right mm. now somebody t- went to like they made an NFT image, a little GIF of every like b- well-known YouTuber, and yeah. they're selling it. Damn! And now these YouTubers are like, "What the fuck? We didn't even consent to this. You're selling our, our likeliness and all, all that." You know, but there's no legislation legislation stopping. I didn't see that. Right. So there, there's a thing I want. I just want to. That's how grassroots I am, man. I, I get the news <laughs> on, the, on the bottom end. These guys are up here about national shit. I'm like, no, nah, man, little shit. <laughs> That, that's a good that's a good example only... that's a good example really quickly that's a good example of like uh dad we talked about this with like gun uh gun laws it's like the idea would not be to ban guns like because we already know how to make them people know how to make them if you want to make them you'll make them if you want to get them you'll get them the idea would be to make people that don't shoot up schools with guns and hmm. like that's a that's tough hmm. but it's like yep it's like that's the problem. We're we're getting like, back to Chris's point. We're getting a little bit like, and I I think it's intentional, very intentional. Yes. Why are 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 instead of seeing the world as hey this is pretty good, what's making it bad? How can we stop that from happening? We're getting convinced to say hey everything sucks. We need to change our whole structure so that it sucks less. And it's like our artist problem, and it's like our politics problem. It's like our politics are pretty fine. It's like they're pretty fine. Some people can't do what they want to do, so they're trying to bribe people to make other people think that they need to like change the law so that they can do it, so they can make more money for themselves and whatnot. But it's, uh, uh, I would probably argue yeah. with you on that. Our politics are fine uh, statement <laughs> personally, yeah. but. I- the sentiment is yeah, comparatively I, I, I what to, you're saying, to, right? Like the, yeah, the system itself isn't necessarily broken, but it seems like if nothing else, what we've done is we put a bunch of broken people in charge of it. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that like, uh, here's one thing that kind of tipped me off to my, my frustration with, uh, our, our 2022 modern capitalism. So NFTs, for example, or uh, let me just, let me start broad and then narrow it down and then I'm going to be done. We're talking about Web three, Web three O. We're talking about the metaverse and the the idea of decentralized and democratized information and access to X. The reality is that's not true because the people that are going to run the servers that do all these things are the same companies. They're AWS, DigitalOcean, yeah, uh, and God knows who else. NFTs. 
they're all most of the stuff is run through a, a company called OpenSea. They use their API to kind of uh, decrypt and analyze whatever the NFT is. That is a Ponzi scheme beyond Ponzi schemes. Yeah, I agree. Like it is not decentralized. No. It's, Neither is blockchain all and all of the Bitcoin stuff. Like, none of that is yeah. decentralized. Yeah. yeah, it's all it's all it's, a scam. It's, like I'm sorry, but at the end of the day, like all of that stuff is a scam to get you to invest in it. Now, they, did you hear about the Top Shots thing? You remember that? So like a year ago, yeah. they had the online digital trading cards. Right, you could go on and buy the video clip of lebron james you know dunking a certain dunk and then you own that clip to do what like i can literally go on youtube and watch that clip a hundred thousand times in a row and you don't get paid a fucking cent for it and yet morons went out and dumped hundreds of thousands of dollars into this stuff and that's exactly yeah. what this other stuff is. It's all just a huge fucking Ponzi scheme. Like people are scamming you and you are so gullible that you're just like, yes, please take my money. I don't give a fuck. Like my child's <laughs> college education means nothing to me if I don't own let LeBron James dunk. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's all, I, it's all in an effort to, to equalize the wealth inequality that is crazy. By the way, crazy. And also I think a lot, of, ar a lot of artists are scamming. A lot of artists. Say that one more time. Wealth inequality is crazy. No, he was that. saying that it's a try, said, it's an attempt to uh, stabilize. Yeah, so like wealth the effort, economy, basically, to no, 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 no. Like the people that inequality, the, inequality. The people, the people that are investing in these things mm -hmm. are like they, their heart is in a good place. It's like sure. they just want to have. Well, some of them might spend money on stupid things, but they want it so that they can. Let's just say they want more money. Yeah. Which is like underst understandable, sure, why not? In a capitalist um, society, yes, it makes sense yeah, that people understandable. want money. Yeah, um, and want some money. I, I yeah, <laughs> well, but some, some money. money that is. But a lot of people want more. <laughs> yeah. Well, so something yeah. I some, something I've been saying for years is that uh, ethnicity is is less and less likely the problem in society. It's classism. Sure. And I, I've been saying this for a number of years. Yeah. The the more you can, the more people that are in need, the the more some people stay or they have more financial prowess and power. And I think that when you look at these, you know, things like Bitcoin or even the meme stocks or even you know all these little things that have been happening in the last two years. It's just exasperating the fact that we don't have a, a clear compass of what we're trying to well, do. Well, because there know. isn't, um, in our existing society, there isn't, there is no longer, I don't think, there was a point where in America, right, you worked hard, you paid your dues, you got paid, you had a house, you had a family, blah, 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 right? Like, that was enough. We've yeah. reached a point now that where that doesn't that, exist anymore, they tell us right? That died that died. That was the narrative. Time ago. But it, it died in the mid-80s. it has been the yeah. narrative that that is something we should all continue to strive for, right? If I work hard enough, if I keep my head down and I plug plug along, then eventually good things will come my way. I will be rewarded for that effort. And that's not the case anymore. And so what you end up with is a lot of people who are looking for the shortcut because they see everybody else as like, oh, they took a shortcut. Oh, they took a shortcut. This is something that like, I mean, yeah. I know my dad listens to this podcast, so I don't want you to take any offense to this dad. But like, I think he struggles with this sometimes <laughs> where 
he has looked at it as like, I see everybody else finding these opportunities and they make it big, right? Because they happen to be in the right place at the right time or because they happen to get behind the right idea. And so he's been kind of like chasing that for the majority of his life. Like the jobs that he's had that were good paying jobs and a decent thing eventually became like, this isn't it. I'm not making the huge money. I, I, everything isn't perfect the way that I want it to be. And so now I have to go find something else. And it's this... It's like a never-ending quest, right, to just have more in part because there was a there was a time where that became so and, and I think you're right, like the eighties really was where like this this commercialism, right? Like it's all about what you have. And it was kind yeah, of like sure. a, and, and uh I think part of it was a rollback from like the hippie movement of the sixties and seventies, right? It was all about like, yeah. oh, you know, decentralize and, and you know, everybody should like communism, socialism, everybody should have what they need and not need for anything. And then it was like, nah, you hippies were crazy. Obviously what we need to do is everybody has to work super hard for everything that they possibly could earn. And even then oh, they don't really the hippies, deserve it. <laughs> the hippies believe that until they got hungry. Yeah. Right? Well, really, That's, really quickly, I think what just from our, my generation, how I see an issue that's happening is like our kid, kids are trying. We're barely kids anymore, but relative to the people who have like financial power, corporate, whatever power in pol, uh, politics, we're very young. We're kids, so we're outsiders in that regard. But it's like we're thinking like, oh, it's a systematic problem. I would look at like our structure as a nation as a tool. Again, like an AK-47 or a assault rifle is a tool, and the the thing is not to ch to stop the tool from being a tool because uh, probably someone will create it again. The idea is how do we make people that aren't going to do what we've done with our current society with this tool? So, like you know, Dad, my favorite my, or my least favorite person uh, in America is Jeff Bezos. It's like <laughs> these people that are doing these horrible things uh, in excess. Uh, and then what makes it even worse, back to my, like, de democratic thing, which is probably uh, misplaced, but it's, like, where they say, like, with a smile, like, this is for you guys. Like, hey, these are the best jobs that there are. This is the best way. This Me bringing you this stuff to your house is just the way that's good for you. Uh, you know, now I think, like, if you go out, like, you ask an average kid, they have these really weird personalities where, like, they don't feel connected. Like, there's, like, suicide rates that are through the roof. Uh and it's a weird time where like people are not feeling uh, connected. They're they're like so disoriented because it's a crazy. If you were to tell a kid in like I don't know some like ice covered place in Russia that like I'm upset, they'd be like, "What are you talking about? I thought you were in like the land of opportunity. How are you possibly upset?" And again, brings me back to I, what I think is the main problem: the people that are setting the thermostat for how what for the environment that we're living in. That are like for it's in their best interest that we keep grinding, we keep wanting more, we keep spending, we keep doing all this stuff. We stay separate from each other so that we need more like digital connection or whatever. But it's uh, it's hurting the people, and um, I, I think that they've honestly, I think they've equated. They're like I've, they've done the math. They're like it's hard to build anything when you're always starving. Yeah, exactly. And and but like we don't have to be starving. Yeah. And I think like. It, it sucks so bad because they're like, no, this is the way it has to be. Right. Like, we have to do it this way. Yeah. And it's so disorienting because the idea of being gaslit or someone's, like, telling you a lie. And you're like, wait a second. Are you lying? And then they're like, no. And it's, like, doubly disorienting because, right. one, they're giving you the false information. Two, they're telling you that your senses are completely, you know, un uh, un they're completely off. So. Well, I'll, I'll say this. And let's uh, – let's 
because we can probably <laughs> talk about this for like another two hours. I, I, if you have time next week or sometime soon, Chris, I'd love to have yeah, you back Yeah, seriously, on. this is awesome. I think awesome. that you bring, you bring a pretty good point and, uh, and in my mind, I have thoughts on what that looks like. Um, but I will say, like, just my closing on this is you're not wrong, but I, I don't, I would be wrong to equate it to either political system. It's not a partisan issue because both are equally at fault with that. Um, and I would, you know, just in my experience and just, you know, my worldview of that, I would love to have you back if you have time sometime in the near future. That'd be awesome, yeah. Uh, um, but I, I think that you brought up some pretty good points, and maybe we can definitely talk about, you know, uh, some of our societal barriers and how do we, you know, kind of talk about it as obviously three different, four different age groups. Because, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, because. Now we're the four horsemen of the apocalypse. So, I was, was going to say, you don't want to miss my ass whooping. <laughs> yeah, it's brewing. Joe, Joe, <laughs> yeah, we can definitely talk about this next week. We make it. Let's let's all commit to that. Let's just like call it the. Uh, hey, this is the world from four different points of view, and and see where it where it ends up. Um, but I do want to. That's that. This is because I in my well, mind I have like twenty things to say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did it, yeah, yeah. Did it, it seems guys, it, man. I, We're from music to world economics. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Well, that's no, what we do a, on this podcast. Like we we yeah. fucking yeah. take it wherever it goes. So yeah. Well, that was Clearly kind of yeah, my have artistic our, our conversation about things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, we if, if I painted out clowns. a too cynical thing for the people listening, if it's like, oh, the world's over. The idea is my final. Like the way I see it is like no one has ever tried to pull off what we're trying to pull off in America. So that's like an inspiring thing as far as bringing people from all over the world, trying these new things, equality, all these ideas. They're cool ideas. Well, not equality. Equality is kind of difficult. But like the the idea of America is a new thing. So it's normal. If anyone's ever tried to start a new thing, it doesn't go out well all the time. It doesn't go well all the time. So I don't want to. Yeah, the British love making jokes about how, you know, we're a fledgling country and we're going to go through some hard times. They're they're roasting their PM right now. But like, just one last little thing. Like, I think America's an idea, right? Like, more than anything, like, it's an idea about what what we could be. Like, it's it's a goal, something for us to aspire to. It's not where we are right now. You know, like, even even when the Constitution or the Declaration of Independence were written— you know, the, we believe uh, that all men are created equal. They wrote that even though in their hearts they didn't believe that. They didn't it wasn't practice true. Right. that. Yeah. Right. But Some right. of y'all are three-fifths. No, right. But, but, but they could have <laughs> written that, right? Like they could have said all white right. people are created equal. All white men are created equal. No, like they said, fuck it. We're going to write this even though we're not going to live up to this expectation yet. And I think to some degree that's where we are in America. We are We aren't there yet, right? Like we all have to keep working, but there's a part of us – that feels like, no, we've already achieved that long ago. Why haven't we just gone back to doing it the way that we did before? And I think the rest of us are right. like, y'all are crazy. We're never, ever, ever going back to that. So, yeah. So yeah. let's go to a, a segment where, uh, and Chris, we're definitely going to have you back. Uh, both the both the Chris's. Uh, so we can talk about this more in depth. I can stay depth. on my own podcast. Uh, really, really keep, re, really keep it to that name of Chris and Andre's show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh one uh, another kind of uh i guess a segment that i want to i want to try to continue like i want to give people their flowers while they're here mm-hmm. uh we've lost a, like as a society as a group of people we've lost a lot of people 
Uh, sometimes you don't say good job to people a lot, right? Like I know when I was in charge of teams, um, I had to remind myself to, to acknowledge that people did a good job. Um, so I want to make sure that people I, I listen to, uh, I, I check out your content, whatever, I read your articles. And I want to call this, you know, people I rock with, basically. So in the music yeah, side, nice segment. Hello Yasin is a YouTube channel that's got a lot on hip hop. My dude has some fire videos, so I want to give you a shout out and definitely say, yo, keep doing what you're doing. It's insightful. I really appreciate it. Uh, in my white noise section throughout my day where I'm, I'm working and I'm pounding stuff out. I've been listening to a lot of people. You're one of them that's kind of like uh, cut back on my music, my music. So, but I do enjoy listening to the stuff you put out. So thank you. Um, I also want to give a, like, I, don't, I can't do a donkey of the day because it's already done, but like, yo, what are we doing? There's a, uh, a hip hop, the hip hop daily YouTube channel. It's all AI. It's not a person, yo. Like in the first video I listened to, I was like, yo, that's not a person because it said Toronto. And then it said the artist Drake. <laughs> Actually, I was like, oh, it's enunciating every word in the, like, every syllable in the, in, or I don't know how, what the breakdown is. But well, totally, it's it's funny that it happens. But the Hip Hop Daily YouTube, you guys get like, uh, what are we doing? Um, I don't know what to do with that. I like that. Um, then for some stuff I've been listening, like I listen to routinely about comics, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, DC Universe, or lack thereof, even the CW stuff. Everything always, the YouTube channel is amazing. Uh, a lot of good stuff comes out there. The guy's always breaking stuff and, uh, you know, breaking news and a lot of plot points. So thumbs up to you. Everything always emergency. Awesome. And Chris, this is probably why I always, I always used to get a mixed up because it's like EA, everything awesome could be emergency. Awesome. Or it could be everything awesome or emergency always. I'm like, I don't, I don't know, but the emergency awesome tilt uh, channel on YouTube. Thank you for all the stuff you put out there. Uh, War Stew, who's always trying to interject himself as the next, next uh, Wolverine uh, in, in every in every video he does. So I think it's hilarious because he'll say, well, Chris Evans will be coming back in, as to do like a new Marvel project uh, for the Nomad series. And they're saying, you know, Chris Evans, possibly War Stew, and he'll name off like, you know, like himself playing and... Wolverine. That's <laughs> yeah. So I think it's hilarious. I think it's dope. So thank you. That's a lot of dope content. And this new guy just got put onto uh, Nerdy before it was cool. Yo, his channel is Bananas. I watched his uh, his video about uh, the Arrow show on the CW, and like real talk, everything he said about it, I was like spot on, agreed with. I'm like, yo, my dude, it's like you read my mind. So thank you guys for you know putting all that great content out there. It's it's very. It's in, it's like people are listening. So I think you guys are doing a great job. All right, job. I have two that I want to add to the list. Um, so I okay. am obviously wearing my super easy, barely an inconvenience shirt here uh, that Andre is very upset about that I didn't send it to him, apparently. I'm supposed to buy him things and just send them to him randomly. Uh, but at least send me a yeah, link, yo. Uh, but Screen Rant, Pitch Meeting, uh, Ryan George oh. is the guy's name. Absolutely hilarious. Like some of my absolute favorite YouTube content out there. 
Um, the other one that I just recently got into is Cinema Wins. So Cinema Sins does the Everything Wrong With series. Cinema Wins does the Everything Great With series. So it's literally the inverse of it. So while I do absolutely love watching Cinema Sins and everything that is wrong with every single movie, Every now and then it's nice to watch like the Thor Ragnarok one and be reminded like, no, I do love this movie. Yeah, there's some stuff that isn't perfect about it, but fuck, there's some really great moments in it. So like everything. Yeah, like everything. Is but anyways, it. those are my two shout outs for the week. So or things I rock. That is not bad. So, it, so those... it was in Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> so that is everything we rock with. And uh, we really do appreciate the guys that are putting out great stuff. We're going to always try to shout people out. Can I add, can I add some? Yeah. I'm a huge new yeah. I'm a huge YouTube guy. I'm always trying to hook up people up to good pages. Uh there's this one guy who, uh named Jake Tran, T R A N. Um and he does some really interesting deep dives on like historical uh stuff that brings he does some cool stuff on China, certain things like that. He has a cool page. Uh and then there's uh Mo Fax. There's a guy from Durham actually. Um who does this great show uh with Adam Curry, who's known as the Podfather. Um <laughs> And he does some cool stuff. He just did a cool deep dive um, on the Duke lacrosse players. Uh, and they kind of deconstruct how the media covered it. Um, it's like a three-hour podcast. It's pretty interesting. Then there's the Adam Curry No Agenda show, which is really great. He does with a guy out in Silicon Valley uh, that has some cool takes. No doubt. Yeah. That's awesome. No doubt. Check those out. Yeah, so, yeah, the Chris and Andre show, we're going to definitely give people their flowers while they're here standing. Um, and, you know, we're going to definitely, I'm going to definitely try to commit to anybody that just caught my ear or caught my eye. I'm going to definitely shout them out. Uh, and we encourage people to do that. Like, you know, we lost a lot of people this year and I'm sure. You know, it hasn't like, even been a month yet. Love... I know. Right. It's, it's true. That's like real facts. Mm. I mean, like I always tell my kids, I love them when I see them. And, um, because I want them to know, like, you know, a pink elephant could take me off the road one day. I tell my kids so the same thing. To... Uh, you, you, better, you better stop talking because <laughs> there's one person in this house if that is a fact and you have not told her yeah you are dead you hear death that was great death is on your thank you for that Chris. death is on death is on the calendar so as always thank you for hanging out with us if you're listening to us on soundcloud or or like uh spotify or any of the audio places Check us out on YouTube, like and subscribe, hit the notification bell. We would really appreciate it. And if you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts. Tune in on our website, the new Chris and Andre show dot com. No, you can you, actually get an RSS. It's not feed. the new Chris and Andre show dot com. It's just Chris and Andre show dot com. You're giving oh. them the wrong address. <laughs> I don't want people typing in the new Chris yeah, and Andre right. show dot com. You're right. It's like you need another domain the, uh, to get a purchase. The, the, update, yeah, <laughs> the updated site on chrisandandreshow.com. There's an RSS feed. Subscribe. Put our podcast wherever you want to find it. And if we're, we're not somewhere where you want to like listen to us, let us know. We'll definitely uh, do that. Send us an email at comments at chrisandandreshow.com. Uh, we love doing this. We're going to keep doing this every week. Chris is actually out of state right now. Not just out of town, like not like just out of mind. No, nope. I am halfway across the country, well, we, but I brought my shit with me. Yeah, we we definitely got to keep this up and going, um, and we try to do that because I believe and we believe that 
we try to help each other become better people one you know one conversation at a time one of these um, days i'm gonna get andre yeah. to like james gunn and then he'll be a better person <laughs> And Picasso. I mean, and Picasso. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that really though, that does go to your that, room. That go to your room. Think, like, man, James Gunn must be really good if he's on the same level as Pablo Picasso and Andre's mind. <laughs> uh, or not. But you can always follow us at Chris and Andre on Twitter and on Facebook. Send us comments again at comments at Chris and Andre Show. Uh, man. Uh, comments mm. at chrisandandre.com chrisandandreshow.com um, gosh <laughs> he's giblished I, he can't think straight I'm, I'm, send us yeah, comments, got, at like, comments at chrisandandreshow.com <laughs> I'm chris at chrisandandreshow.com and and I'm <laughs> I'm Andre <laughs> chrisandandreshow.com and I'm flustered he's gonna punch chris. me the next time he sees me <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Joe, thank you as always for hanging out with us, and thank you for you know uh, you know being in that circle. I know you Chris. like saying thank you, but eventually I'm going to get you to hate me. <laughs> I'm getting closer. Uh, I'm finding you know, what your weak points are. You don't want that, dude. That's, <laughs> that's not a good look, Chris. Yeah. I love you, bro. Thank you for hanging out with yeah. us, and thank you for being yourself and uh, even doing the little Picasso oh, jabs. Yeah. That was great. Um, yeah, and, and I always say this: like my kids, like I, I'm the same person. In public and private, right, Chris? Yep. And I, I don't. Better like, or for I want worse. my kids to. Yeah, and it's like <laughs> sometimes it goes south. Hey, man. no. Uh, now we just need no, to get yeah. all your kids here for a roast for Andre roast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would do that. Uh, yeah, that doesn't go. I, that I, would uh, happen naturally on its own. What do you mean? <laughs> right. No, it was really fun, Joe. It was nice to virtually meet you, man. I was. I think we yeah. should do it again if, if we can do it again. That'd be fun. Oh yeah, I'm here every time yeah. they let me be here. Oh cool. He's here as long yeah. as but his court dates don't get on a in the side. Way. Right, right. <laughs> on a side note, um, this is a huge victory for me. This is yeah, from I like 2010. That. It was broken and shattered by people who bro- who broke into my house at, by, you know, back then. I just Jeez. had the nerve after so many years to put it back together, and oh, it's yeah, complete. Oh, it's motorized. It up. walks on its own. Well, so that next for time you people listening to audio. Hell no, I won't. This is a private stash. Now I, I just showed you everything you needed to see, sir. This thing is going to go in the box. It's going to go on a stand. Ain't nobody ever going to touch it again because this thing falls apart faster than I do when I go to court. Star Wars. <laughs> As always, I'm Andre. And we'll talk to you next time. You have to admit, though, none of you guys saw... Or expect to see John Cena's naked ass in that new show, huh? Are you kidding me? That was the one thing I knew I was going to see. I'm surprised. Really? He's getting it.